You are about to witness history in the making. What's up everyone, it's Pop Culture Gamers, today's uh, Sunday the 29th of July 2018, so nearly August, we're on episode 17, and today we're going to infinity and beyond. So, I'm Hayden, and I'm here as always with my uh, joint host Steve. Steve, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Do you want to do your intro? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> we'll leave it as yeah, it's it's been a been a bit of a hard um hard week at work and don't want to see one of these again the way they are at the moment. Mm. I won't divulge into that now, but people that know me and work for me will know the same problems. I start call next week for a week and then I'm off call for a week, then back on call for a week. So It's a busy um, time. Yeah, I'm covering Chris's call in two weeks. Right. And then he's covering mine in, in end of August, September when I'm off for two weeks. So, but that's fine. That means I could get, I'm um, hopefully get a good month's wage um, come into September for, for August, uh, building up the overtime again. But, uh, but yeah, so really this week, so it's been, it's my wife's birthday this week. Mm. So I had some, I had something penciled in for the last few weeks. And I was still not still iffing and button whether we would be going or not due to what's been happening at work. But um, I thought, well, sod it. I'm not having my company ruin my my wife's birthday. <laughs> so, so we went to one of the one of the. I think it's the best restaurant in in Christchurch. Right. Sort of on star with Michelin, sort of star chef sort of thing. Okay. And uh, I said, well, don't worry about the food. I, I'm ch- I've chosen all the food. And so we had a, a taster menu. So there was seven courses with a glass of wine with each course, and um, which complements the the dish that you're having. Yeah, and it was incredible. It's something I've wanted to do with a few other restaurants in the country, but you can never get booked up for them because it's like months and months. I'm, I'm glad you you added that at the end because I thought you were going to say something I've wanted to do with a few other women. Then <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but as you've probably seen it on Twitter, those pictures or you know, on Instagram, I put one there as well. It's a fantastic meal. Yeah, it did look really nice. You know, and uh, I think we were, then it's disappointment, not disappointment, we were rushed a little bit. So after sort of a two and a half hour slot with a glass, glass of red wine before we started, and then the seven glasses of wine that we had with that, <laughs> time we got home, I think we were inebriated, I think it's a polite word to use. <laughs> 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 but uh, but that was a lovely meal. I really enjoyed it. Um, that was cool. Final uh, delivery this week, again from Mondo in Texas. I had a seven-inch blue and black swell vinyl. Mm-hmm. And if you check out my YouTube channel, I've actually put it on there. Um, so the, the Steve 007 channel. And it's the two tracks from The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, very neat. And lovely little gatefold seven inch cover for it with with ellie on the front 
Um, we're holding a big, looks like, I think it's more like a sniper rifle than most, but um, but yeah, really good couple of tracks there that you've probably heard actually in the um, E3 of PlayStation. Hmm. So it's those two tracks there. I don't know whether or not you saw it on Facebook, but somebody had uh, posted a Doom vinyl that was blood red. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I, it's, it's occasionally the, the gamey ones are very interesting. Mm. And um, because obviously, I think I might as mention it now, so there's a little bit to talk about there. It was Comic-Con last weekend. Yes. And Mondo themselves, they were there. They had a stall there. And they were releasing stuff through the, I think it was a three or four day uh, Comic Con these days, I think. Yeah. Every day they release something out to to be in there. So they had some specials. Um, one thing they, they had, which was only 500 copies, which I have emailed them back and they said, just keep an eye out for when it goes online. But they had 500 copies of the dual vinyl album for John Carpenter's um, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, very neat. And they all sold out just like that. I'm not they surprised. Five, they had 500 with them on, on the on the stall at, at Comic-Con. Mm. But they said, keep an eye out. We will we will release something at some point. Um, but what they did do, and I, I, I pre-ordered it, is I pre-ordered the soundtrack to the new Spider-Man game. Okay. And, uh, that... And that comes out later in the month. Um, we're ready to September, fulfill. isn't it? Isn't it yeah. the same day as Destiny? I think, yeah, something similar. Yeah, yeah, the Forsaken expansion. So um, that's a double double album with, with coloured vinyl. It looks really sweet, actually. Um, so that's been released. And with my love for John Carpenter, that's why I haven't bought a lot of games these days. We buy vinyl. Um, they're releasing leading up to October. They're releasing a reissue in all the five Halloween soundtracks. So they've they've um, they've released for pre-order now for number four and number five, uh, which comes with a nice nice um, uh, folder to put them in. Yeah. And then they've got Halloween three, Halloween two, and Halloween are going to be over the next two months. They're not releasing the, them all as a box set then. No, they've re- well they're releasing gradually through the three months. Um, but there's a nice little box that comes when you pre-order four and five together. Right. Uh, lovely looking art on it. And you can, I don't know if you can get all five in there, but I th- maybe it's just the two, but it's really nice looking. Yeah. So um, I had to keep an eye out because it, they normally do this in the States at lunchtime. So for us, lunchtime in Texas is five o'clock in the evening. So I had to pull over on the motorway. <laughs> <laughs> to do it. I hope not on the hard shoulder. <laughs> no, no, no. I did find somebody to pull over correctly. <laughs> so, so that was pretty good. Yeah. So, um, I'll keep an eye out in August for Halloween three because these some of these are, some of these soundtracks are, are set, like I say, slightly expanded to what I've originally got anyway. Mm. So that'd be pretty cool. So hopefully I can get all all five of those. Um, other than that, really, gaming-wise, obviously, um, I purchased No Man's Sky mm-hmm. in the sale because there was an Xbox sale, wasn't there? I think it's it over. It's now? still on. No, it's still on. I didn't really purchase a lot because I, I, my my outgoings more on vinyl than gaming at the minute. But uh, I did order the first Resident Evil Revelations game. I've been looking at that as well. I must admit, because it's only about six quid. 
It is. I've already got I've got Revelations two, but I didn't have the first one. And I think I have played it at some point. I think I played it when I used to rent from Boomerang. Mm. So this is the one that was on the ship. Yes. So I purchased that, and then I also purchased the Royal Edition expansion for Final Fantasy fifteen. When at the moment I'm actually deep in that as well. Hang a minute, Revelations. So, that wasn't on a ship. That was five, wasn't it? That part no, of it was Re- on a ship. Resident Evil Revelations is not the Resident Evil games of the others. If you're with me, yeah, it's an episodic so, one that they released over a few weeks. Yeah, I think I think when I bought when you buy the disc, you buy the whole thing. Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. But, so Resident, Resident Evil Revelations and Resident Evil Revelations Two are nothing to do with Re- Resident Evil One, Two, Three, Four, Five, Six, Seven. No. Yeah. So you have to have a look on there. I'm sure you know what I mean by that. Yeah, I know what you, they're not part of the the core storyline. No, no, they're just something something sort of adjacent to, if you know, what, in a way of saying it really. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, and, and, and also because I've been playing what, nearly 19 hours of Final Fantasy um, already. Yeah. yeah. Who says I haven't been gaming? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you say you haven't been gaming, to be honest. <laughs> no, but... Having said that, though, Nicky was saying that he's all, every time he switches his Xbox on, he's always seen you on there. Yeah, well, it's like, I think his hours of, of work and play are slightly different to mine. There's a slight crossover where I start at about 10 o'clock. Yeah. And he's going to work, I think, at that time. Right. But, um, but yeah, I've... I've, I've been doing... So, I've been doing a bit of that... Because I'm a bit of a noob at the moment with No Man's Sky, we'll have a chat about that game. So I'm sure you've been playing plenty. And so I, have, hopefully put, I have. Hopefully you can put me in the right direction. Or maybe what we'll have to do is go on together and I'll tell you where I'm at and what I'm trying to do. And where where do I find these bleeding parts to make this bit to do that? Well, to get to the it's, planet? it's crafting. So you have to find all of the, the yes, relevant know, parts to build it up. I know, but I say I won't say more than that for the minute because it's, there's one little bit that annoys me with this little bot that treats trying to shoot me. But anyway. Yeah, that's because you don't pick anything up when you're near it. Because it shoots you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you can tell me all about that later. Okay. Um, movie-wise, I've actually delved deep in about four or five movies this week. Mm. Um, a few old ones and one interesting one from 2017, with 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 which I think I watched that because the missus liked Gerald Butler. So that's all I'm saying about that for the minute. Right. But uh, but yeah, I suppose that's about it. Really, I've much to think. I'm sure something else will come to mind, but. How about you? What's what you been up to? Well, it's been a run up to me uh, being off for two weeks. Mm. So cause I am now on annual leave for a fortnight, and unfortunately, it's been one of those weeks where you know when you wake up and you think, "Oh, it's Friday," and then you realise it's not Friday. Yeah, and it's actually Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> and then you wake up on Wednesday and you think, "Oh, it's Friday." And then you realise it's Wednesday, and you just uh, so yeah, you just end up have, feeling like you're having a bit of a groundhog day. Mm. It's been like that all week, uh, basically. But so I've yeah. just been sort of tidying things up, trying to uh, progress some bits of work. Just mm. be complete and utter nightmare. Yeah. Um. So, but this weekend has been really quiet uh, because uh, my wife. And son went away with my mother-in-law uh, to Morecambe for mm. uh, the weekend. Is that what to the beach there? Yeah. Yeah, 
while it while it's been raided. and uh, that's meant that I've been at home looking after the dog and my mother and your game is called Jump by how many thousand? (laughs) (laughs) if I'd have concentrated on it I could have probably have added about five or six thousand on it but I've just been sort of I'm only saying saying that for Nikki after reading Facebook yeah I I think that Nikki's getting a little bit you know jealous now (laughs) He's even no. having to make up fake accounts and saying that he's got got one with more score than me. Bless him. I'm sure he hasn't. Well, I think we've also got an interesting uh, question in our new bit of Room 101. Our okay. slight twist on the debate well, actually, about achievements. Yeah, funnily enough, I, we haven't, I, actually, we forgot to mention it before we started the show, but okay, we'll, we'll, we'll play along as if we've both discussed this already, but yeah. Yeah. Well, we have really. We're just pretending that we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> So we're gonna. Uh, if you remember last week, we said uh, to you, you know, we'll do room one hundred and one as part of the debate rather than just having the same, you know, uh, three choices and we choose the highest vote in one. Um, yeah. So this week we've got a few uh, people who've put stuff in. If anybody else wants to submit a room one hundred and one, we're going to do them on a month, you know, once a month, I think, as uh, you know, part of our debate section. Um, and then we'll just do the normal voting uh, other times. So it's just how we're just updating the show. It's been, you know, six months since we, we launched, so we're just trying to find and experiment with new ways. Nobody's mm. actually recorded the voice, um, you know, because so, I said that if you wanted to, you could record your question and send us it in or send us a link to it from a Dropbox so that I could uh, download it and uh, put it into the show. But uh, no one's done that yet. But if anybody poor, wants poor, to... Poor show, poor show. Yeah, poor show. <laughs> but but you're uh, more than welcome to if that's what you want to do. The only thing that we always say is just keep it clean because we're just you know trying to be a, a family-friendly show like that. But other than that, um, every, anything else is fine, as long as it's PG-rated. Um so yeah, so I've basically been catching up on a few Blu-rays mm. uh, this week and this weekend, funnily enough. Um, but I've also uh, have been having a bit of a game with uh, a couple of couple of things. I've also been uh, playing No Man's Sky and progressed further than what it appears that you have. Uh, but then again, oh, right. I had played it before, but it is very different, and I'll come on to talk about that later on. Yeah. Um, movie-wise, watch two Star Trek movies, the 2009 one and Into Darkness mm-hmm. on 4K, and I'll talk about those later on as well. Um, also, watched Extinction on Netflix. Now, this is something that you're going to quite like, and I'll talk about now, that later as well. See- yeah, because I think I walked in one day when the wife was on watching TV, and I think she was watching watching this movie. If it's the right one, I'm thinking about. Yeah, and I said, "Well, thanks for not letting me know about this movie." <laughs> but I don't think she watched it all anyway. So I'm not sure it. how old it is, to be quite honest. But the the main star in it is um, Ant Man's sort of like sidekick from the first and second movie. You know, the uh, Mexican looking guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the, like the main star of it. So um, I'll talk about that later as well. Oh no, actually, no, that is not the film I'm thinking about. I'm just looking on my phone. I'm looking. Yeah. I've got Netflix on it at the moment. Um, oh, okay, maybe that's something we can th- watch. Yeah, I think it's quite new. 
Uh, anyway, we'll talk about it later because that'll be in the film bit. So, also, my elite controller has gone the same way as yours with the, the rubber grips on one side. Now, I'm glad. I'm glad someone else is actually experiencing this that knows me because they all think I, it was just me with hot hands, as I'm so hot anyway. Well, t- but, to be um... fair, <laughs> when it happened. Mm. It was absolutely roasting, and my hands were sweating profusely. Yeah. But I've gone down, you know, as a matter of fact, it had started to happen before, and I just got a little bit of super glue and stuck it down, and it was fine. Mm. But it started lifting off on places where I didn't glue it down. Yeah, because obviously, you're further around the, around the where you hold it, it's, the bubbles moved up a bit, and it's just popping yeah. out, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, what I've done mm. is I've ordered some scuff grips. Okay. Um, so there were twenty three ninety nine, and you also get uh, six sticks with it as well for the elite. You'll have to sh- you'll have to show me then, because um, obviously I've used one of those rubber sleeves over the whole controller, which does a good job. That one that I showed you. Mm. Yeah. But um, at the moment, I've actually not even been using my elite controller. I've actually stick to using the uh, the one that comes with the, the Project Scorpio. Mm. See, to be honest. I mean, I must admit, my Project Scorpio controller, I wasn't really that, that fussed on it, mm. to be honest. I've, I ended up giving it to Adam for, you know, in his bedroom's uh, console. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, you know, um, I'll, you know, I would probably do an unboxing and a, rev, you know, video review uh, of it and show how easy or not it is to, you know, to fit. Um, one thing I do know, though, is I'm going to have to be very careful because... I noticed that because I used super glue, mm. it's sort of like welded the side that's not stuck down down as well. <laughs> if you sit okay. you know, together, and it's they've sort of like merged, so I'm going to have to cut that little bit. Um, but evidently, the, it's quite easy to to do. It's just like a flip out mm. piece. Um, so, so do you actually take the rubbers off completely then? Yeah, and it well not oh, okay. on the inside of the controller on the outside, right? Uh, you know, so depend upon where the rubber's coming off on your controller, I suppose, is sort of like the key. You would have thought that they would have done it on both sides, but... <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry, I was just looking at... This. While you're chatting there, I was just doing two jobs at once, and um, who was it that put in there? Who did that? Was it you? What's that? <laughs> when I showed a picture of my unboxed... Oh, yeah, that was me, yeah. Class. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I thought it was... It was we well, might thought, as well share the joke. Yeah, but so what it is, I on Twitter, instead of trying to do an unboxing of a vinyl, it seems a bit pointless to a certain degree because there's only a small vinyl in there and it was obviously the PlayStation um, for The Last of Us Part 2. So I thought, I'll show the box, then I'll, I'll unbox it and then take it out and show them the box empty, then do the YouTube um, link to that so they can then see the YouTube clip. And obviously, my love for Nintendo isn't great anyway. And you just put new lab toy. <laughs> new lab toy. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's brilliant. It's tickled me. <laughs> I thought I thought you would uh, appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that's brilliant. Love it. <laughs> so, um, anyway. So, that's that's my Elite controller. I've also I've just sent you a link to what I've ordered so you can have a look. I'm just actually just looking now. Oh, okay. So, the, it looks quite cool. Yeah, you have to show me once you've put it together how, how, it, how well it goes back together. I will do. Yeah. And my last thing is, I've also I've ordered a new console. Go on, enlighten, because I don't think you need a new one really, but what do I know? No, I don't. But it was actually 
because of a real 101 question. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what you've ordered. I get it. I'm there yeah. now before you even say it. Okay. So I'm going to leave that there. Yeah. I'm asking you why, though, without saying what it is. Why? I was intrigued by it. I've always been intrigued by it. And I thought, um, I quite actually fancy trying it. Yeah. And if you actually look online, if you go a wee bit, the ridiculous mm. prices. What, you mean stupidly cheap? No. No. I mean, the other way very, around. I mean, some of them you could actually buy an, an Xbox X for the same price. And everybody's oh. thinking, what on earth is this console now? Yeah. Um, but if you look in CEX, you can also get them for 25 quid. Game nineteen ninety nine eBay hundred and eighteen. Are you kidding me? Or someone just having a laugh. But okay, yeah, right. Well, okay, we'll save that for later. I just thought it'd be something different, to be honest. Yeah. But we'll okay, save it for well, later so that you can find out. So it's going to be a rib- bit of a su- suspense in the air. I'm going to rib you on that for that. I tell you, oh, you're looking at what I'm reading here. Okay, that's cool. Do, do, do you know one of the other reasons why as well is because it's mm. got Flixster on, or you can install Flixster on it. Right. Isn't it? Isn't there a fixed wrap for your TV or not? No, there isn't one for LG. Isn't there? No. Okay. So, also, there is a logic behind it as well. Maybe, yeah, because you've got a lot of fixed movies, haven't you? I know. I'm well aware of that. I've got about 80 or 90 of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. So, with that, we'll move on to the first section for gaming this week. No longer a dream, but a reality. All right then, so only a small bit of news because it is that quiet sort of time of the year, but Shadow of the Tomb Raider, despite it being out for release on the 14th of September, it Mm. has actually gone gold. So just really, it's just to let you know that, and also, who knows, does this mean we might actually get an early release? Because that never happens in the video game industry, or very rarely. I think... think there is a few games that do go gold pre that being pre-ordered. Yes, I think that just as much as it what it means is that they've hit their targets. Well, it means that the game's finished development. That's what oh, it yeah. means. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And all, yeah. Um, and I think the pre-orders that go with it as well mm. actually make it go gold as well. I think I'm not too sure, but uh, we'll look at look at some of the other games that are around the corner. Um, a certain game that I, I, I decided to go on at its first part of its early release, and now it's finally coming out soon. You know, um, we happy few. Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Mm. Whether that's we, gone gold or not, who knows? <laughs> well, that that game, I think, is becoming more and more Bioshocky by the day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mm. true, true. So I, th- I think that while you were quite unhappy... At first, I think you're going to be quite delighted at it by the it'd end. Be, it'd be interesting because it, at least I haven't got to pay for it <laughs> to own it already. No, I'm kind of wishing that I'd bought it now as well, to be honest. Mm. Um, but we'll have to wait and see what uh, what you think of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do just, you want to well, do... What, go on. If we just... Uh, well, it's a shame we didn't do some bit on... on it's a shame we didn't uh, do a little bit on, on Comic-Con, really, because did you watch much of that at all? I didn't have... I, news? I didn't have time. I didn't have time. But this is video game news. This isn't... No, I know. We can talk about... I'll, I'll do a bit, talk about it later when we go to movies anyway. We'll, we'll talk about that. Just, okay. 
Anyway, because there's been, lot, been lots yeah. of uh, lots of uh, good things on there, hasn't there? Oh God, yes. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in the movies bit. So, do you want to do the new releases, and I'll do the chat? Yeah. Okay. So, we start for the twenty fourth of the seventh. We've got the Banner Sa- Banner Saga three or Saga three digital on all four formats. And one train for you, sim- Steve. <laughs> yeah, Train Sim World. Now, this is not... I don't think this... Because I already own Train Sim World. I'm already playing it. Well, we yeah, playing it on pre-release, or is this another version? No, I think this is the... I, this may, I don't know if Because there's some DLC for it. For some more trains. Mm-hmm. So I need to buy a hat and a whistle. <laughs> Get your thermos. Yeah, Any camera it. and your dirty Mac. That's <laughs> it. But um, that's coming out also on the 24th. I mean, Train Sim World's already out, but it may well be that it's now going... I think what it is is I've just seen it on the place on the PlayStation. Yeah. So I think this is more of a world worldwide release within all the consoles. Yeah, it might be. Um, it's, so maybe it's that. Uh, 27th of the 7th, we have Go Vacation on the Switch. We have Hello Neighbor on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. We have No Man's Sky, of course. Yes. Rainbow Deluxe Edition on the PlayStation 4 and the Switch. Runbo, not Rainbow. Do you know what? I'm too far away from the screen. I'm using the wrong glasses. Anyway, thank you very much for that. The Banner Saga Trilogy, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. We have the Coma Recut. I don't know how you can comb your hair, but there you go. Whatever that's about, who knows. we got WarioWare Gold on the 3DS for Nintendo. 31st of the 7th, we've got Sea of Thieves Cursed Sales Digital on Xbox One and PC. And on the 2nd of the 8th, this is The Police 2. Mm. This is digitally on the PC. So yes. I thought it might be something to do with Sting, but maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, charts. Charts for this uh, this week. And, uh, this is This is... You can tell this is the beginning of the summer holidays by these it, charts. It's so, nothing mildly moved, is it? By looks no, it. no, it's it's very different because we've got rid of FIFA and everyone. This is this is different. So at number five is Sonic Mania Plus. For those of you who really can't get enough Sonic, number four, Minecraft Xbox Edition. How on earth is this game still being sold and it's at number four? Who hasn't got that? Number well, three. Sea of mm. Thieves, number two, staying at number two, Lego The Incredibles, and number one, staying at number one, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Just shows there's not a lot out, is there? And well, also, there is, but it's maybe it's more digital coming out these days before they go to boxed versions. Well, I think that these charts take into account digitals as well. Mm. Um, but you know, when you look at that, that is very much a, a kids' chart. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're, they're well, all FIFA, kid-friendly titles. Yeah, well, FIFA 19, obviously, is, is now being outed and what's going to happen with that. Mm. So, therefore, people with the FIFA 18 are going to start trading those in. Yeah. So, it's just the way I think this time of year goes, to be honest. Yeah, and this is, this is where you buy FIFA for, you know, 50 quid at the beginning of the season. And at the end of the season, it's a pound. Well, that's. I mean, I I've got. I've now got um, number eighteen, mm. but I'm running a little bit delayed. But that's fine because but, it's but, not like 
is a great deal of difference. Why why do you buy it? Because you get it in um, EA Access oh, I, anyway. Oh, you do eventually. I got it in a sale at one point, but um, I know I'll be looking forward to the new one because hopefully we'll have the Spurs new stadium sitting in there as well. So that will be tempting at that point, but that's a long way off yet. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not football. convinced. <laughs> no, your football goes over it anyway. But anyway, should we do um, Games for Gold? Yes, you do Games for Gold. Okay, right. So, August. Xbox One on the 1st to the 31st, we have Forza Horizon 2. And from August the 16th to September the 15th, we got For Honor, which you've purchased on PC recently, haven't you, remember, either? Um No, I got the free version. Uh, okay. Because there is one where I, th- I think you only get one hero or whatever it is. Yeah. I, d- I haven't actually played it yet. I just downloaded it, but I haven't played it. Yeah, so it's to be interesting, actually, to, to see how this... actually go into this game a bit and see more about it, because I think it's a bit of a one that, you know, people weren't too keen on, I don't think. I must admit, I'm really quite interested in playing it. Hmm. Um, just because it does look fantastic. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's, isn't it done? It looks a bit like well, Kingdom of the Fallen. I think it's done by the same creator, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Um. So that's probably why it looks similar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So three sixty, we have from the first to the fifteenth of August, we've got Dead Space three, which I think are already still alone. Yeah, I do, but. It's not the best one out of the franchise, and it's the only one that I didn't complete just because it had loads of multiplayer levels. Mm. And it, they shoehorned microtransactions and multiplayer into the game for no reason at all. It wasn't needed. No. Dead Space 1 and 2 were fantastic games. They're creepy as hell, they were. They made you jump, I know that. Oh, yeah. I loved them. Absolutely loved them. But Dead Space 3, nah, I, I got to a bit where you were flying around outside. I thought, oh, I'm sick of this. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the last game we have from the 16th to the 31st of all, we've got Disney's Epic Mickey 2, The Power of Two. So I've got that ooh. on the Wii U. So that's a platformer to have. That's, they're not bad, some of them Disney games. No, the graphics are very good on it, to be honest. Mm. So, yeah, not bad. Not bad and at obviously all. Play, and PlayStation 4, we have a little wait, a little while to wait for that. Yes, because it won't be announced until the 1st, will it? And then it doesn't get released to, what, the 5th? Something like that, yeah. It's yeah, a bit, a I do wish it would just one. do it month by month. It'd be more, so much easier, so much more convenient. Yeah. It's not like it's gonna, they're going to actually be giving more games out inadvertently over the month, over the year. No, that's so, right. But it's Sony. Sony do things differently. Oh, they certainly do that. Yeah. Okay. So, with that, what have you been playing, Steve? Okay, let's, um, well, we'll leave No Man's Sky to last and we'll shoehorn that into into your chat. Um, So, we start with Detroit Become Human. Because my controller was low on charge for my Xbox, I thought I'd go and charge that and put the PlayStation on. Now, that, now there's the advert for PlayStation <laughs> Pro, isn't it? PlayStation Pro for when your Xbox controller needs a charge. It does, yeah. <laughs> so I put it down, I thought, okay, so I went in there and then I couldn't get online. I couldn't with the PlayStation Store. And I remembered that I was on it the other day on my phone and they were requesting me for whatever reason to put a new password in. Oh, account's been hacked there. Ah, oh, pain in the backside. Anyway. 
So I sorted that out and thought, well, okay, let's put Detroit on. So I did this, I think it was this morning actually. So you completed it well and truly. You're done and dusted. Yeah. Me, I'm, this is, I'm watching, I'm playing this like I'm watching a TV show because, I, you know, episode a week or something, I think. Mm. Uh, so I've done a couple of, I've done a couple of stories uh, which lead me to finding Jericho. Yes. So this is the this would be the band of um, androids that are rebellious to the to the slavery that they've been put through. So you're about a third of the way through the story. A third. Okay. So it was funny because obviously what you had to do to find Jericho, you had these um, signs in graffiti all around the buildings. Yes. Yeah. To look and at them. And that's right. So I did all of that, and then. I think it's once I did that, I then went back to the story with uh, with the cop, and did the story where we were in this house um, trying to find it's all pigeons everywhere. Yeah, and I didn't catch the guy because my wife was talking to me at the time. And with this game, you don't need anyone near you when you're trying to do no. the uh, the button to push, the R trigger to do in a dash and a run. So I ended up losing him, but I think. That's how it ends anyway. So that that wasn't like the one where you went to see the the androids version of Tyrell, and got the uh, where it was uh, gave you a gun and gave you a choice. No, it was not. So no. thank have you, you seen that bit? No, no, I'm not even there yet. So spoilers. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> well, I'm not telling you how or what it means or anything. No. Anyway, all I say, I found the. I say went went through the signs, went through the ship, found the guys at Jericho, and that's where I left it. You so, really need to get playing this game faster, man. But the trouble is, I'm in Final Fantasy 15, and ever since I popped that back in and started from scratch, I'm 19 hours in. I'm level 29, I think, roughly at the moment for the characters. Mm-hmm. They all actually do the four characters that you're with, you know, your your, your boy chums that you're in the story. Um, they all level slightly differently with what you're doing with them. But basically, I think I'm 29 roughly as my as as, um, as the main character. I'm just around chapter four at the moment out of 13, I think. So there's a long way to go. And... At one point, I had to um, had to find these these sort of uh, these statues, which were giving me this sort of power and stuff like that. And I did all that, and then we lost the um, regalia car, which I don't know if you know about that. Yeah, it's this lovely looking car. And so I'd been running around on my chocobo, doing doing little bits and bobs and a few fetch quests and what have you. And I'm now just parked my chocobo to one side, ready to storm a building to get the regalia car back. And that's where I'm up to. Mm. So I do know, that it's, I suppose it's not really going to be a spoiler, but even I know this book, I've just heard about it, that at some point the regalia car will fly. So I'm assuming that's going to be an upgrade I've got to yet to find. I'm assuming that they're not going to run into Agent Phil Coulson from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to get that <laughs> car to fly. <laughs> I got or Dr. Dr. Emmett Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't know, but uh, but yeah, I really do love that game. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Still, um, it's one of the. I think it's one of the best looking games on the Xbox One X. To be honest, though, um, Final Fantasy, whatever platform it's been on, has always been the most gorgeous looking game. Mm. <clears throat> Even when I mean, you go back to PS One, 
I remember looking at that and thinking, oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, but where where then you had these cutscenes which were gorgeous and then it went down into the pixelation of, of what you were playing. This game, the sky looks incredible. The grass, every, all the land and the area, it's just, it looks brilliant. Mm. And because it's real-time fighting, it's not turn-based, it, it's pretty good. I think, I know it's not your cup of tea. Well, I used to be a big fan of mm. Final Fantasy, but... I think it like it was that um, one where you had to play it for 24 hours and get past that creature, which I never did do. Yeah. Before it started to get good, that was the bit that sort of killed me off with the franchise. Yeah. Well, it's funny because with what, with what you're doing is you get these tombs where you find these swords which help, which are quite powerful to use to fight with. Mm-hmm. And I found about three of them so far. And... I've got this suit on that makes me not completely um, indestructible, but it does help with your HP and, and all that, with your mana power, you know, yeah. experience points and everything else. And I've just unleashed my first... You know, back in the day with Final Fantasy, you'd have like a, a god that you could like summon of some kind. Yeah, well, they're called do, Eternals like, or something, weren't they? Yeah, and I did this for the first time while I was... I was battling a creature that was massive, just doing its own thing in this field. I'm level 29, roughly, and this was a level 50. <laughs> but I took him out eventually. Um, yeah, I just love it. It's a, it's a great game. It really is. Just, I don't know. I, I know this game's might, it's, it's quite old now. Yeah. In, in, it's, been, it's been going for over a year, I think. Yeah. But I, I think people that do love Final Fantasy that may have not go, you know, given it enough time, go back to it and give it a go. I, I really do enjoy it. I have to admit, I watched the Kingslayer movie. Mm. God, that was a long, hard film to watch. It was, and that is a little bit of a preempt to the beginning of the story. Yeah, that's why I watched it. But mm. oh my, I, I was really, I was so glad it was over because I just, it, it didn't have. This, the 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 uh, storytelling that the other Final Fantasy movie had, you know, the first one, mm. where they made a big thing about you know all your know, hairs are individually mapped, and now the graphics on games look was that better Final than that Fantasy film. the Children? Oh, not Final Fantasy the Children. I can't remember what it was called now. Something like that. It was that one where um, it's the guy on the bike, wasn't it? No, no, it was a woman. Um, I can't remember the name of the film. Spirits okay. within, yeah. Okay, yes, it, that yeah. one, yeah. Um, whether we're we're going for Gaia and you know the life force of the Earth or whatever it was, yeah. It's been a few years since I've seen that film, but uh, it didn't have that storytelling to to my mind. It was just a lot of quite incomprehensible stuff going on. That thinking, <laughs> I just don't get it. Just don't get it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but it's, it's, I've really enjoyed. It. I mean, as much as I've been trying to get my get to grips with No Man's Sky, and that looks gorgeous. But as I will, we'll, we'll say that a bit later. It's, I I do love Final Fantasy, and where I've gone past a part, I've gone past a point where I was at last time. Yeah. And I think actually doing this the second time is sort of giving me a bit more of a basis to play the game. Where first time round, you're you're following your way and how to play it and how to use items whether they're magical or whatever yeah and i think the second time around starting it has probably given me a bit more of a boost and what i'm doing now 
Well, you'll be, you know, no doubt they've got through things a lot mm. quicker because you've, even if you've forgotten a lot of the controls, it'll come back and you'll remember, oh yeah, this is where I did so-and-so. Yeah. You know, and I think that's probably where I've had a slight advantage on No Man's Sky over you, to be honest. Hmm. So. But, yeah. But, yes, yeah, so other than that, it is No Man's Sky. I think if you want to chat about the other game you've got, and then we'll bring that in at the end if you want. Okay. So, first one I've done, then, is uh, Far Cry 5's latest bit of DLC, which is Lost on Mars. So Yeah, it's a bit odd, this one, isn't it? It is. It's really wacky and off the wall. Uh, so, you play Nick Rye, who was the pilot from Far Cry 5, mm. who uh, you help him, and you know, because his wife's pregnant and whatever. And also Herc, who's another pilot, re- uh, reprising character from Far Cry 5. Herc arrived on Mars to stop an alien invasion. I'm not... You just don't go into how he got there or anything like that. Mm. You know, but he's now a levitating severed head and there's bits of his body chopped all over the place. And as with probably most blokes, if the body had been chopped all over the place and they were still alive and thinking they were going to get the body put together, he has a over-concentration on one particular part of his body to be recovered. <laughs> anyway Herc brings you to Mars somehow to help him and an alien AI stop an invasion of Earth that's that's the story Mm. so basically on Mars there are these bugs and it's effectively the game is Starship Troopers to be honest it's such a a good laugh Mm. so if you ever wanted to kill a bug as the film would say then this is the game to play it because the, the aliens look just like you know, the ones coming off uh, Starship Troopers. To be honest, there's nothing really particularly inventive on this game. It's a very straightforward um, piece of DLC. It doesn't do anything new or exciting, but what it does have is oodles of charm of the comedy factor of it and the comments that keep coming on. And, you know, as you're helping this alien AI, the fact that, you know, you keep getting different points of view of what the alien AI is wanting you to do and stuff Mm. like that. The uh, Herc character, he ends up getting put into this attack robot sort of thing that follows you around and helps you shoot things. There's loads of queens across the planet where you've got to kill them and kill you by destroying her eggs to get her out and then take her down. And that gets increasingly difficult. To be honest, just killing the bugs is quite difficult because, especially when you first start off, you have next to nothing to really help you. Um, and when you, you know, by the time you've uh, finished, you'll have most of the weapons, if not all of them. Mm. And they are still, it's, they take a lot of hits before they'll die. And especially the queens, which probably four or five times the strength of a normal one, at least. So, you know, it's quite difficult. The other thing you've got to do is search for Herc's body parts. And you've also got to initiate all of these towers, which require a crystal. So there's uh, 20 towers in total. And in order to get a crystal, you have to kill a queen. So basically speaking, you have to kill all of the queens on the planet in order to get the crystals. Or Mm. you can earn like 2000 credits and buy a crystal in the game. Uh, so that's basically uh, what it is. So, you know, it's, I don't really think there's, there's much more to it than that. It's really quite a shallow sort of story, but it is quite amusing. Mm. 
the one thing that I would have said, the environment looks great. It, you know, they've, I think they've done a really good job of capturing that feeling of this is Mars. But what I don't think is really that good is the animations of the uh, bugs. I just think I, when I was watching them, I just thought either they're moving too fast or they needed an extra couple of frames of animation just to make it a little bit smoother in terms of the way that they're actually operating. Do mm. you know what I mean? It's it's just it's it's not that they look jerky. It's just that they they didn't look as smooth as you know a, a human walking around or whatever. They, they they felt a little bit jittery. So overall, you know, it's a, ve- a very middle of the road sort of piece of DLC. But one I actually quite enjoyed doing. I did it in the course of a day, probably about five or six hours gameplay in there i've also streamed it all as well so if anybody wants to uh, go and see they can actually see all of the um, well probably about 90 percent of the campaign being being played and yeah i did die a lot <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest the, the weapon weapons were really quite underpowered when you first start and also you don't have a radar as well which makes it more difficult because, you know, when you're playing Destiny and that, you're used to having a radar and telling you where the enemies are. And sometimes you could be spinning around and just not see them and then realise that they're up above you. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But also you get things like gravity belts and stuff like that in it so you can fly around and hover, but only for short distances. So okay. it's And also the um, things that you have to activate is a bit of a twist on the old radio tower sort of situation in Far Cry, but you're not climbing up a ladder. You have to jump to all these different platforms to get up to the top. Mm. So it's a, it's a good... There's a, there's a good sense of humour. It's very adult humour, but there's still a good sense of humour in the game. And like I said, I enjoyed playing it. Yeah, cool. So, but it wasn't what I was expecting, although I don't know what well, I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I did hear some reports saying they weren't too keen on it, but I mean, it depends how you, ta- how you take it for what it is, I suppose. And we have had other games from these developers that do put a wacky take on it, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, when you look at, um, you know, the uh, blood, whatever it was, I can't remember what it was even that's, called now. That's what I was thinking, actually, funny enough. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Blood Dragon, that was it. it. Uh, That was uh, really quite funny. Mm. Very wacky, very 1980s, and it it had a sense of humour of its own. And this is along that sort of line of humour, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So if you like that, you'll probably like like this DLC, Lost on Mars. So the next game I've got is Blackwood Crossing. This is a first-person sort of story adventure uh, driven game you play a character called scarlet who's a teenager trying to find a way around this strange world that she finds herself in she mm. wakes up to discover that she's traveling with a brother on a train and then all these mysterious figures start appearing that you know and that's when you realize that this isn't a normal train ride so for example you know there's a lion dressed in a suit and a rabbit dressed in a suit and things like that and a guy Mm. with a paper bag on his head and all of these strange sort of things and basically it's a bit of a walking simulator but it's also um, a bit of a puzzler as well but with a strong narrative so you know that there is speech in the game and all of that sort of stuff so it's not you know it's uh, not like everyone's gone to the rapture sort of game Mm. And it's more probably, I want it to say cartoony, but not cartoon 
like if you see what i mean then yeah everyone's got the rapture was quite realistic looking this is yeah a very defined art style mm. you know sort of more akin to a lower grade um pixar sort of look yeah is this the guy with the spade on the front am i thinking no, of another game no you're thinking of a different game blackwood crossing i think has a does it have a tree at the front and it's all black and white okay I'll have a little butchers in a sec. I'm just trying to remember what what is it. I'm sure it's a tree. Yeah, it's a tree. And it's all black and white, the picture, but the game's actually in colour. Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, I'm just having a look at the... Um, yeah, I, that reminds me. Yeah, it does look a bit pixar doesn't it? Yeah. And, it, I, and again, I don't know what I was really expecting from the game, but it wasn't what I got, and I was quite happy with what I got. Mm-hmm. You know, because this, you know, was it, was it about eleven ninety nine something like that? This game, can't so you were for much. it. Yeah, I thought if you had it up, you'd be able to see. Um, it it's not very expensive, you know. It's an indie uh, title, but mm. no, it's a re- it's a really good story. The graphics are really nice. The game's not overly challenging in terms of you know uh, how to complete it or anything like that. So don't think don't think it is. But um, no, I really enjoyed it. You know, it's a nice graphical art style and the narrative keeps it more, you know, uh, more interesting. And I think as well, the fact that you're on a train most of the for most of the story yeah. keeps it relatively so you're not walking miles like everybody's gone to the rapture where you could end up walking for about 10 minutes before something had happened. Mm. So, okay. yeah, so that's that one. My third game... And I don't know why I've gone back to this, because I didn't like it when I first played it. Yeah, I still say this is not your cup of tea for some reason. Yeah, but it is now. (laughs) Uh, I started playing Battlefield 1. Mm. I picked this up in the sale previously, where I got this Hardline and Battlefield 4. Yeah. With all the DLC for all three for $15.99, and it is on the PlayStation Store. The same deal now. So that's a fantastic deal for that amount of content. Mm. So I decided, right, I'm going to have a go at Battlefield 1 again, give it another chance. Uh, And this, by the way, I've been playing on the Pro, it's not on the Xbox. Yeah. Obviously, because it was a PlayStation Star I got it from. But I I started kicking it off, and I don't know whether or not I was in just more of a receptive mood, whether or not I was feeling like something that was familiar but different or what. But, you know, it's sort of like the stars aligned and I just started playing it and I thought, my God, this is really a very good way of teaching what war is like because it it, it does look quite realistic. Right, yeah. You you know, and um, it does teach you the horrors of war and I love the fact that when you die, that it comes up with a name and, you know, know, the date of birth and date of death. Yeah. Sort of thing. And then you go to another character and then that one dies and then it's the same thing, at least for the opening bit. Mm. And I just think that that's an incredibly good, you know, good way of getting the message across. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I, give, it, I think it, the idea of this is to give a bit of re- realism to what war is that we don't experience for, or, or actually not the experience, but... What other people have done for us to give us the free world, as we call it, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just, I mean, I've never been interested in being a soldier, ever. Mm. And I would, wouldn't want to be, either. But 
even even though I've never obviously fought in a war, it feels very realistic to this game in terms of when you're actually playing it and you know the the way that the a lot of it is you know in terms of that you know storming up the up the hill and you know through all of the barbed wire and everything mm. that you know that you're going across and the whole narrative sort of experience of it across the six chapters is this the one where you i think each chapter is a different complete story and then yes. at one point you isn't it you get a tank scenario two or three stories down the line no the tank scenario is a second story is it the one i i think i got as far as the flying the plane one now do you know mountains. what i loved the flying the plane Mm. absolutely loved it did you actually play that level yes i did i can't remember if i actually completed but i remember playing it yeah i I went right through to the end of that yeah and i that that was my favorite story so far i've done five out of the six i think so far but yeah yeah, the flying the plane and it looked incredible as well you know when Mm. you're in there because i think this is one of these things in terms of when we play games nowadays it's all very you know fast moving planes and you know long turns and you know all of that sort of stuff and quite well almost it almost takes a dog fighting out and makes it more strategic but this was sort of like close quarter sort of fighting in a plane Hmm. at at slower speeds and you know doing all sorts of maneuvers and stuff like that it made it refreshingly different i think it'd be great if they could do more First World War flight, you know, uh, not flight sims, but flight <coughs> battles. Because it yeah, just... we've had a, we had a few games over the years on, on on the previous consoles where we've had like the Crimson Skies, for example, wasn't that? Yeah, that was one. Uh, sort of dogfight ideas, and I still I'm still waiting for that that next one on the PlayStation. Still haven't heard much more about it. It's... Which one was that? That is the uh, one with all the jet fighters. Oh, um, it's number seven of that series now. Yeah, and it's going to be on PSVR as well. They're going to have part of it for as well. Ace Combat. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, no, I yeah. the 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 flight in this was absolutely fantastic. I mm. thought um, really enjoyable. The, the environment such wonderfully rendered as well. Yeah, I know you you just you're playing this on the pro, right? Yeah. Have you tried it on the Xbox? No. Cause not aren't, not for a it? while. Not since I got an Xbox One X. No, what I'm saying is, I don't know. I know you said you've, you've got the value for it on the PlayStation, but haven't you got EA access? Yes, I do. So technically, I've also got this on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, you could. Well, you've got probably three of them, I think, now. Well, I mean, to be honest, no, I don't have it on PC. <laughs> but to yeah. be honest, um, the reason why I got it on the PlayStation was more because. I am actually seriously considering jacking in EA Access mm. because the games that come into the vault, if I <clears> want <throat> to play them, I've kind of already got them. So yeah, I mean, you're, for you, there's you're not too well. You don't really play the sports titles, no. So there's a large chunk that you wouldn't get involved in. Well, that's about 40% of the games that are on there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I know. Maybe that's... I mean, I think I've just paid for another year anyway. Mm. Uh, See what happens with the Star Wars titles. 
Well, again, like I've that. got the Star Wars title, so why? You know, because I'm not mm. going to wait for EA Access to have them all no. there. So, and then you've got the Titanfall titles there as well. And you see, Titanfall on the Xbox never... is the one thing that's probably keeping me having it on at the moment, and I could just buy Titanfall. Hmm. Didn't you own Titanfall? Like, I, did I did, but I traded it in because I'd finished the campaign and I wasn't really interested in playing multiplayer. Hmm. But I've since bought it on the Pro. Okay. So, and, you know, I've been going through the campaign on there. Yeah, yeah. So, I must admit, I've been racking up a few platinum trophies recently. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got about 15 now. Yeah, yeah, okay. Moving on. Moving on. So, in that case then, shall we talk about no more searching for resources? Sorry, No Man's Sky. Yeah, getting shot by bots and being a pain in the (laughs) arse. Well, that is because of that's what you're doing. Mm. You've got to to know your environment. So, do you want to go or shall I? You you can go. I haven't really... I haven't really played a little bit, but as I say, you played a lot of this originally on the PlayStation. All right. Well, first off, should we say that this version of No Man's Sky, we'll go through what some of the changes are first off. Mm. So this is No Man's Sky, the next um, update, uh, and also the version where the Xbox has come in. Um, Which is a big deal in its own right. It is a big deal because it's yet another exclusive for xbox that is you know that well, was playstation that is now on xbox yeah. Yeah. and this this is this is really getting to be quite you know, quite a, i think maybe a serious problem for playstation because it seems that there's a lot of titles that have gone this way now mm. and you know everybody's saying about well there's nothing to play on the xbox well actually just look in the library we'll actually find a lot of things on there but in terms of you know, it's if I was a PlayStation. Well, I am a PlayStation owner. What would say if I was a PlayStation owner? I, I think I would be starting to get a bit. What is actually going on here? If I only had mm. a PlayStation, of you know, why are all these exclusives suddenly going over? You know, to uh, to Xbox. But anyway, that's a sideline. So, in terms of what's new, mm. we've got. Sit, <clears throat> hold on to your hats for this one. Multiplayer. Finally, No Man's Sky has proper multiplayer. You can see other players, etc., etc. We have third-person perspective, which the game was originally first-person. Now you can switch between them. And I'll tell you what, I have not gone back to first-person since. Actually, I think it adds to the game being third-person for some reason. Mm. Um, We have multiplayer missions. There are new threats. We have a major visual overhaul on the game. Bases can be built on any planet. There is an increased base building and size limits. There are new base parts. You can own multiple bases. You can have command freighters. There is an allegedly improved galaxy map, but it's still nothing anywhere near the quality of that one in Elite Dangerous. Uh, And also it's on Xbox One. So Mm. that's you know a big change and this is out for this is a free update for everybody so if you've got it on pc or ps4 you'll get this uh as well um and i'm, I'm you know 
Hello Games and Sean Murray had a lot of flack. And let's face it, Sony threw them under the bus. They not only oh, threw them God, under yeah. the bus, but they drove the bus over and then t- reversed looked, it. looked in the back rear view mirror and thought, oh, it's still there, I'll reverse over it. And then drove forward again and did it several times and then drove off. So, because the game was not what a lot of people thought at first. The development saga of this game, forgetting the you know the the bad press and all of that let's just mm. in terms of what the game was to what it is now kind of feels like the no man's skies equivalent of the destiny development where you have a basic quite vanilla game that is maybe a little bit buggy at first and then it develops over a, fi- a period of a few years to mm. get to where it is now and it's been vastly improved from where it was However, and I think that this is where you are, Steve, hmm. is that while the game has vastly improved, it still has not addressed the fundamental problem, which is all of the resource gathering when you first start. The, the, well, is it to me, is it just a tutorial doesn't really exist? No, there is a tutorial there. And if you look in uh, the pause menu where you go to your logs Hmm. you can actually see the instructions on how to do things right but it takes a lot you know you have to know to look to get it and also the other thing as well is i don't know whether or not you notice but there's a message always in the bottom right hand corner of your screen and that's suggesting you what you need to do next Hmm. so for example if you're running out of i don't know health it'll say collect more oxygen yeah yeah, so that then you can, you know, replenish your tanks and not die, as it were. <laughs> so, because that, that's generally a, a kind of a bit of a problem. Um, but, you know, th- there's a lot in this game, whether or not you're on the PC, PS4 or Xbox One. And I think it's a vastly improved game, but I think it's a really hard game to start off with. And if you end up on a planet that is a harsh environment to begin with i have one bit of advice to you which is very very simple restart the game restart the the game delete the save and start again because if you start off on a high security toxic or highly radioactive or super hot or super cold planet yeah i'm super cold at the minute yeah you're gonna really really struggle and i I did i did i did i did actually i did I did delete the save because the first time I did it, I was trying to get the hang of it and I was on a hot planet and it kept getting too hot. Yeah. So then I deleted it and started again. Then I ended up on a cold planet where it gets really cold and the ice breaks breaks your visor. Yeah. But I've just persevered at the moment with that and every time it gets a bit cold, I run back to my ship and sit inside it. Yeah, well, you don't need to do that because what you can do is replenish your uh, supplies. I mean, I have been doing that. So I've been, you know, oxygen and, and, and everything else. And obviously you've yeah. got your jetpack suit and everything and the bits you want to add to whatever there and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But it's actually, for me at a minute, I was, I understand we got the crafting to do. Yes. So I crafted some shields, for example, some metal plates. Yeah, shielding, yeah. Yeah. But I need to do some other parts, um, which I haven't done yet. Right. And I thought, well, where the heck do I get these? Because it doesn't really tell me. 
what parts it, well it does tell you the parts you need but I can't find the parts if you're with me yet right they're not just locally around the corner you've got to go for a bit of a trek by the sounds of it to find them sometimes you do sometimes you have to travel a very long way in order to find anything and you'll come across different bases you'll come across pods you'll come across i've seen just, a few chests a couple of chests and bits and pieces like that yeah does which haven't, given me a gr- haven't given me a great deal and then obviously you've got your weapon your your scanner which obviously then breaks and you've got to fix it yeah well, it doesn't, gets, no, it doesn't break. Your laser runs out of yeah. of energy. But have I you got, got the visor? I, have you managed to I, build the visor? I've managed to build the upgrade so I could scan stuff. Yes. Now, if you start scanning stuff, hmm. one of the th- one of the things and linked to achievement as well is scanning all life on a planet. Right. So yeah, every scan, time you see a creature, scan it. Scan it. <laughs> yeah. Um, if it, especially if it's something that you don't know, you can always tell the ones that you know. Because they're green. If you don't know them, they're red. Mm. Uh, and it'll tell you about that. But then also what you can do is upload that find so that you're then registered as the finder of that as well. But you right. have to go into the menus for that. Yeah, I did I did name me Planet. <laughs> yeah, well, in those menus, that's where you can uh, upload information. But also, that's where you can see how to do certain things as well mm. that you know so you can get a bit of a recap i have to admit i started this and i started playing it and i got onto a planet where it was like minus 120 mm. my health you know my shields were going down or my environmental protection was going down um you know going down so fast and i was just sort of like oh god this is pointless so is it because it just put you off and uh, I ended up dying in about five minutes because my brain hadn't readjusted mm. to you know to what was going on. And then I restarted the game. I thought that that was the daft trial. Now to actually play the game properly, so I started the game, and that was you know that was it. I haven't looked back uh, since then. It's been mm. really been really good. I've now got to the point of I've built a base. I've visited several planets in the system. And uh, I've also built a hyperdrive and filled it as well with fuel so that I'm ready, you know, to, well, do the next phase, which is, you know, start heading out there. What mm. I want to do is build a portal so I can get back to my uh, my base, which is a new thing because you can right. actually build a portal to go back to your base so you don't have to fly there, remember where it is. Yeah. Uh, so there's all <clears throat> sorts of uh, things that you can do. So I, because it's a multiplayer game, <laughs> I, I renamed my uh, base. Don't fiddle with my stuff. <laughs> hmm. Well, my planet became Talos Six. <laughs> all right. Okay. So Not Talos Five then. No, I thought no, I thought no, because that people won't want to go near it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought I'd give it Talos Six, and um, I haven't named any of the plants or animals yet. I, I'm not going to be that anal at the moment. To be honest, it's pretty pointless you doing that because lots of people have actually done it. But I read uh, somewhere a couple of years ago that mm. all these people had done it and had gone back to the planet where they'd um, you know renamed stuff. And it had lost all of the renaming because evidently it only stores on the server for eight days or something like that. That's just silly, isn't it? Well, considering that there are however many quintillion planets, you shouldn't. That that's going to be a big database. Yeah, and and also what they should be able to do is if they keep that database running, then if you excuse my um, excuse Yoda in the background, um, if you if you do type type in something, then it would say, oh, this has already been named 
somewhere else. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It'd make it a bit more, a bit more like a bit of realism where, you know, you, if you're on, if you're one of these guys with a big telescope mm. and you witness something that, that's not been seen before, you're allowed to name it. And it's pretty cool to do that. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I think it looks gorgeous. They're, they've definitely admit. applied a lot of really nice filters onto the, the look. It has a very stylized look. It's that sort of, um, Edgar Rice Burroughs 1960s book cover sort of look. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sort of last men, the last men on the moon sort of style. Yeah, or um, oh, I've forgotten what that the character was where the film bombed. Um, that's going to annoy me now because I can't remember what it was called. Where was that then? Uh, the they did a movie uh, where it was uh, someone on Mars, and it was based on. Edgar Rice Burroughs character. Hmm. Um, forgotten what it was called. Anyway, not important. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's that sort of uh, sort of look, I think. Yeah. Once you get past all of the resource collection, because there is too much of it, hmm. it's it's not a bad game. What they've done, you know, you can now have land-based vehicles and whatever. I'll tell you one thing that will get on your nerves when you first start as well when you start mm. when you fix your ship is every time you land and take off that takes fuel so you then have to replenish your fuel fortunately mm. it's relatively easy to do yeah but it's still a pain in the backside to have to do it <laughs> um you know and w- the way around it is if you only land at settlements that have a landing pad or at least a landing beacon, you can land for free. And you can land for free at space stations. But everywhere else requires that you, um, you know, use fuel to land. Mm. Which is, to me, is a bit stupid. Likewise, um, the the bolt cutter weapon that I've got now, mm. it keeps running out of, um, out of an- ammunition. And it's sort of like, well, it's a laser gun. Why does it need ammunition? <laughs> Surely it just needs a charge. Mm. But no, evidently it requires uh, ammunition. So, And that's a bit of a pain because I thought, I'm not going to go and bother crafting them. I'm just going to avoid those sentinels because if you're, if there's a sentinel in sight, <clears throat> depending mm. upon the level of security on the planet, it will either scan you and then walk off un, uninterested or it will scan you and then attack you if you start collecting resources while you're near mm. so just be careful when you're around them yeah oh well i'll say i might I might get on there tonight in a couple of hours that could go before i get back to work <laughs> well i mean we can have a, a game together can't we and i can uh, go through some of it or why not just look at my because uh, i also uh, streamed this as well yeah well I, instead of watching street i'd rather just try and get on it if you know what i mean yeah i'm gonna try and build up my uh start the game off properly getting there but uh but yeah no it's it, i'm glad i purchased it by the way you that know. film was john carter oh yeah okay yeah was that with the one with sliced alone in it no <laughs> no that wasn't him at all you you don't was... know which movie i mean do you no i've i'm thinking of one with sliced alone or michael kane but uh that's get carter sorry isn't it? yes carter, that's get I'm carter thinking. that's not yeah. the same thing at no all. it's all right don't worry <laughs> I know that, I'm sure that you'll recognise it if you saw saw the cover. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, to me, it's that sort of like stylized look that was on the front cover of those books from the um, you know 
six, 50, 60, 70 sort of era. Mm. So, okay. Anything else you want to say about No Man's Sky? No, not at the moment. I think I'll just save it for hopefully when I get to be a bit, bit balls deep in it, if I can do, at some point. Okay. Well, in that case, then, we'll move on to movies, TV, and streaming. In quest of a better life. All right, Steve, you've got the rather cryptic note of, I have news. I have two news. Yes, I do. And it's, I, forgot, I completely forgot about them. Go on, then. So, the first one. Now, Simon Pegg has been saying that they hope they're going to start filming early 2019 for the next Star Trek movie. Yes. So, what happens? Pegg was a guest on the Larry King show, or the Larry King Now show, um, promoting the latest Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. And Larry King asked him about Star Trek, and he said, "He said, he said, he said, will you still be still be in the movie?" He said, "Well, yeah, as long as they want me, and I'll, I'll you know, we'd love to call with the Kelvin cast. It's now been sort of rebooted as you know William Shatner, and I'm glad to be playing Scotty." And he said, "Well, Peg is, is is pretty sure he's in the movie. He's a bit sure unless about when the movie will start filming, though he's hopefully it will appear sooner than rather than later." So his thoughts are saying that, you know, they've met the, the guy that's going to direct, the, the woman that's directing the movie. And it looks like it's all system to go by the sounds of it for something I've been waiting for because your news is, is it, it's, it's, it's news and it's boring because we have, we're saturated with it. But <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Well, that depends on your point of view. Well, you're, I know it's your first love, so that's fine. Well, actually, no, um, I have two equal loves, and that's yeah. But I don't, I don't think you can. But then again, you know, you, you can you can cheat on one if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, now the other news, which is going to probably be this is probably one of the biggest bit of movie news you're going to get this year. Blade Runner three. No, <laughs> thank God it's, for that. <laughs> it, 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 inc- it well, it's all to do with seventy one point three billion dollars. And Disney have now acquired 21st Century Fox. Really? Which is, at the moment, the Marvel Universe, for example, and a lot of other bits and pieces. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. So the official announcement, Walt Disney of, and 20th Century Fox... I've got a minute, though. Um, Disney already owned Marvel. I know, but with what Fox own, mixes in with that mix, apparently. Right, okay. But anyway, so the official announcement went that Walt Disney and 21st Century Fox shareholders have agreed to a 71.3 billion deal. As Disney will acquire 20th Century Fox um, and TV Studios, Fox Entertainment Cable Network and its international assets. So Disney originally offered 52.4 billion in stock for Fox assets, but Comcast topped that with 65 billion in a cash before Disney again raised its bid to 71.3. This all sounds very much like monopoly money to me. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's just wait and see, really, on where all this goes. Because 20th Century Fox, remember, has Deadpool and X-Men. Yes. And there's rumours that the latest X-Men movie might just be shelved and canned for good. I hope not, because I like the um, the new generation of X-Men movies, to be honest. Mm. You know, the first remember- class sort of group. And remember Logan as well. So could Logan join the Marvel Universe? Well, not with Hugh Jackman. 
now, but with somebody. Mm. So there's, you know, it's all sort of up in the air, but it's it's officially out there now. Disney are going to take over the world by the looks of it. Well, one of these days we'll all be ruled by big corporate corporations. I was watching um, a TV programme on BBC Two before we started, and it was on about, um, what do you call it, uh, Silicon Valley. Mm. And particularly about Facebook and the type of profiling that they do and the Cambridge Analytics sort of stuff and how all of that had an impact on the American election and all of that sort of stuff. And it's to be honest, it's really quite scary, some of the stuff that they can do now mm. by using algorithms to do, you know, predict and focus adverts and stuff like that. Yeah, And I think that there's a difference between focusing an advert on someone to say, here's a TV program you might want to watch, to here's somebody who you will want to run the country. Mm. And I think that there should be a very definite line drawn somewhere. Um, so it, it was a very interesting program. So if anybody uh, fancies a watch, then just have a look on uh, BBC iPlayer. Um, and it was the truth about Silicon Valley or something like that. It was on BBC Two today from about five thirty till six thirty. Mm. So, uh, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> so yeah, the big, the big, um, big corporates doing all their bits again. But yeah, it would be interesting to see what happens with Disney. But you do know what um, that means, though, don't you? It's well, a very exciting news. That you will, we can have at the beginning of a Star Wars movie. Duh, 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 duh. I don't. I hope they don't. I, I hope, hope they, they keep do. That. <laughs> they got to keep that where it is because that is 20th Century Fox's anthem, isn't it? It is. But wouldn't it be great to have that back? Because the Star Wars scene just doesn't sound the same. No, you're true. It. Yes, right. Because they didn't. They couldn't have that, could they? No. Because of. But they can put it back. It yeah. can be back where it belongs. Maybe that's why they bought it. <laughs> just have that. Yeah. That's a lot of money just for a, for two seconds of. Um, yeah, I'm sure that the they could have movie. probably have uh, paid a little bit less to get that. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, do you want to bring in that Star Wars news? I won't. I won't really yawn. I'm not really mocking it because it's, it's quite interesting. But it's just that. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, go on. Yeah, because you you've lost your love for Star Wars. I have. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, let's face it, after The Last Jedi, who can blame you? But the big news on a Star Wars front is it's been announced that Carrie Fisher will appear in Star Wars Episode Nine, despite dying in 2016. And it won't be CGI, will it? No. Um, Carrie Fisher will appear thanks to unseen footage but not through the power of cgi there was actually a very big outcry from fans saying that they didn't want Leia to be cgi'd into the movie mm. um you know because some people thought it was bad taste i think that that would be actually an excellent um big debate uh, subject to talk about you know should dead actors be brought back via cgi yeah, it's an interesting one that we've seen in a couple of places now. Yeah, particularly in Star Wars. Mm. But also actors being made looking younger, like, um, what do you call him, You know, Iron Man as well, because you know, Robert Downey Jr. was made to look younger at the beginning of uh, one of the movies, wasn't he? Mm, that's true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was that Age of Ultron? No, it wasn't, it was Civil War. 
So the, yeah, yeah, it was okay. Civil War at the beginning. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I, th- I think that I'll, I'll put that on the list anyway as one of the ones for our big debate topic. I might stick it in the list for next time. Um, but yeah, so she's not going to appear as CGI. Um, but not only that, but we can also expect some other familiar faces from the original trilogy. Um, as you know, there was a large outcry from a lot of fans um, over the absence of a certain character, not Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker, from The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, that being Lando or Billy D. Williams. Um, and I think with the love of Lando being returned to the Star Wars u- universe, thanks to the solo anthology movie, mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams will be rejoining the cast on episode nine. Mm. Please, Isn't... God, let us not have, oh, Finn, I am your father. <laughs> I just have that fear it's going to be that. That would just make it a bit too. Is, um, isn't J.J. Abrams could be more, in, I think, from what I remember He's reading that. directing it. Yeah, and I think that's going to give a huge boost to Star Wars fans that have been disappointed over the last... The last one, anyway. Well, I mean, a lot of people didn't like The Force Awakens, but... It's okay, it's... I, I think, to be honest, it was a good It was a good movie. It's what Star Wars needed to get it going again. What it didn't mm. need was the sequel. It didn't need to go the opposite direction because the director wanted to just go in the opposite direction. And I think that the <clears> big problem with Star Wars in its entirety now, since George Lucas has left, is that there is nobody caretaking the overarching arc. I think that Mm. Kathleen Kennedy's only thing that she's caretaking is the bottom dollar. She's not looking at the bigger picture. Well, and no, if, well, she she's more. She, I think even as much as a, what her role is these days, I think she's looking after the purse strings and what how that's going. I yeah, think. but she should be looking after the purse. If she looked after the overarching story, the fans wouldn't be annoyed. The fans wouldn't be threatening to leave the franchise, and the fans would be ploughing money into it. It's a really mm. big tactical error that they've made with the Last Jedi. It was an appallingly bad film. Granted, it was visually looked fantastic, but from a story sense, there wasn't a story there. It was a two-hour transport to another planet that just happened to be a rebel base. Hmm. That was it. There was nothing that happened in that film that forwarded anything at all in terms of the story. You know, um, Mary Sue, uh, sorry, Ray, ended up um, you know, being an all-powerful Jedi master just by happening to go to a planet. You know, it's ridiculous. It, re- it really is um, the, where they've taken that. Mm. Uh, so I hope that JJ brings something back uh, to this picture, to be honest. But there's another character that's going to be reapprising his role as well, and that is Mark Hamill. Yeah, I mean, he may necessarily not have died, theoretically. Now it'd be a false ghost. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, when we, we saw that with Alec Guinness originally, didn't we? When he he came back to do that, we in, also um, saw it with Lo- Jedi. Yeah, but we saw it with Yoda. We saw it with Anakin. Yeah. So, and also, technically speaking, we didn't see it, but we heard it with Kwai Gonjin. Yeah, that was a shame actually, because um, I did like him. Yeah, <laughs> I did as well. 
but that's you know that's the the Star Wars news. So I mean, in terms of him being a director um, and a film producer, I think that you know JJ's one of the leading ones now. He's the the George Lucas of this era <coughs> in a lot of ways. But one thing I don't like about him is that, and I know that he has to protect now the Star Wars franchise, but following Disney's lead at attacking fans who have been fans of it for years by saying um, you can't take change and you can't you know that you're being sexist and all of this that and the other rubbish is really bad form because at the end of the day we're the people who put the money in you know you you don't you don't pee where you eat at the end of the day and that's exactly what Disney have done so I think that they've got a lot of ground to make up and it didn't quite work with Solo, but to be honest, they gave the fans the film that they wanted to, or they wanted mm. to see, um, in terms of Han and Han meeting Chewie, how Han got the Falcon, everything. It was all in there, and I enjoyed it as a film. It wasn't as epic as the other ones. It wasn't as epic as Rogue One, but it was a different type of movie. It was a heist movie. Mm. So it's interesting, actually, because when all these anthology m- movies were originally rumoured, it was supposed to be, the heist movie was supposed to be Boba Fett. Uh, but I think that the next th- uh, anthology movie they're going to release is going to be Obi-Wan. And I think that somebody else will be returning. Yeah, I know. But um, let's just not have it for Let's have a break. Let's. Uh, I want that anticipation back that there's going to be a Star Wars movie and I'm really going to look forward to it. Not like they offer a conveyor belt, you know, at your local Sainsbury's, popping out every six months. It just doesn't do it for me. Uh, well, it's really. an annual event now, isn't it? Well, I don't, it's more, more, more of a monthly event, isn't it? it feels no, like no, it's, no, it's an annual event because what they're doing is they're doing the main story every other year. Oh, yeah, I know. But what I'm every year. Every yeah, other year. Let, let, I just want more Star Trek. I'm sorry. That's what I really want now. Just give me more Star Trek. I have to admit, I want more Star Trek now as well. But to because be honest, it's... I want more Star Trek TV. I don't want well, more get... Star Trek well, movies as much. Well, I want it both. I want it both. I want it all. I want my cake and eat it. Yeah. And um, I'm used to having that from watching the the movies as they came out from uh, the motion picture Rathcan onwards. And when you at the same time, then you had the Next Generation. And Deep Space Nine, we were saturated, but I actually loved it. Mm. I just wanted that back a bit more. And we'll see. There's rumours of a second TV show in the mix. Yes. Um, which may have Jean-Luc Picard in it, but from what I'm hearing. Yes, that's what I've heard as well. So that could be cool. But yeah, it's just, you know, it's uh, wait and see. But uh, Comic-Con had plenty of Star Trek involved at that. Yes. And the, the, the trailer for the new series. Yes. Looked pretty cool. They told us... They, gave, they, they told us who was playing number one, and they gave us Captain Pike as well, mm. who was playing that as well. And that looks, oh, I can't wait for that. Should be really good. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, mm. definitely. The the trailer of it, I can't understand why we're having to wait for so long for the film to come, or the uh, show to come to air, to be honest, because it looks like it's more or less produced. Yeah. I think there's a slot type, there's a slot where they want to stick it, I think, regarding Netflix. Yeah. I think you, you know. well, is it Netflix or is it their um, their parent um, TV channel? Possibly. I think it's, it, it, I think it's more to do with that, to be honest. Yeah, but this, I mean, it's funny that Comic Con this year had a big had a lot missing this year because they didn't have much didn't have much to do with Marvel. No, being there, 
So Hall H, which is normally you have to park outside for a week before, before you can get in there, which is a place, which is the hall where all the big, um, sort of the uh, the talks on all the different movies is normally at. Mm. You know, apparently you could easily just walk in there at some stage during them. Uh, but there was still plenty of good to come out of that. We had all the TV shows that we love. There were some great panels for that with um, uh, the, the, you know, the, the Legends TV show and Arrow, The Flash. They all had their own shows. Uh, I watched... I watched the um, the panel for The Good Place. Yes. Which is very interesting, very amusing. And if you haven't, if you if you love the show, check that one out as well. Because they were giving us a little bit of a tweak into what was going to happen with that. I can't wait for that. We've only got a few more weeks to go as well, haven't we? I know, it isn't long. And then I think, is it the 27th of September? Am I right? Something like that. It's the end of the next of uh, September, yeah. Mm. So that was pretty good. They had a lot to do. They showed a lot of that. They had a chat. With, I enjoyed the chat with uh, with the with the Legends guys um, because obviously Constantine's joined joined the crew now on the Wave Rider. Mm. And as much as he's got this Newcastle accent in the show, he's actually Welsh. Because <laughs> when he beat, they chatted to him and he said, "What well, you know? What's your thoughts on them?" Um, what's happening on and he said oh this first episode is gonna be really horny he said really? and uh <laughs> if you've seen the trailer you know what i'm talking about mm. and uh he's got a welsh accent i couldn't believe that but uh, he's brilliant it just, just really can't wait forward to that oh, there was a great there was a great panel for halloween mm-hmm. with jamie lee curtis and, and them that was quite interesting um what other panels did they have uh I'm trying to think now, there was I think there was one for 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 Wonder Woman, which is entitled now Wonder Woman 1984. If I remember rightly, is that correct? Well, it's 1980s Wonder Woman, isn't it? But I think it did it give it a title as 1984. I can't have to look it up. But Chris Pine's back. Yes, but I don't think it could be Chris Pine as the character we know. It's supposed to be. It is supposed to be him. Not too sure. I, I heard rumours it is another character that takes different forms that he could be involved in. But then again, say there's a long way to go for that. Mm. But uh, but yeah, no, really, we did enjoy some of that. And think uh, also thinking of Comic Con. Mm. There is also coming to Scotland, Comic Con Scotland, twenty eighteen. <coughs> yes, I did see that one on the tenth uh, and eleventh of November. Yeah, because they got the they got a couple of guys from the old Battlestar Galactica. Oh um, mate, they? the guest list of this looks amazing. David Hasselhoff and Kit, Dirk yeah. Benedict from you know a pot, um, Starbuck or you know Face. Yeah, there is um, also Jack uh, Stoffer and Herbert Jefferson Jr. Yeah, um, who were two of the pilots on Battlestar. This one I really want to meet. Uh, Jill Gerard mm-hmm. from her uh, book Rogers. Buck Rogers. No, yes. that is yeah, it is Book Rogers, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. It yeah. Is. Sylvester McCoy and uh, Sophie mm. Aldred, who was uh, Doctor Who and Ace. Yeah. Did you realise though there was the London one this weekend? Uh, I did. Yeah. And did you see the cast list? No, I didn't. Oh, you'd be weeping. My missus actually would have gone. Do you know that? Because. 
there was a couple there from shows like Vampire Diaries and stuff like that, which she really likes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I said, well, maybe next year we'll look into that. Um, because obviously it was a birthday weekend, but I think we, I could have got away with going there for a day, to be honest. Do you know two of the other guests at, the, at Scotland one? Uh, Zach Galligan from yeah. Gremlins. Isn't Kate, Phoebe Cates as well there? Or was that something else I'm thinking of? Uh, I can't remember, but Sam Jones, the, you know, Flash. Yeah. He's going. So, and also the original Hulk, Louis Faringo. Yeah, Louis Faringo, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's uh, a lot of really good people. I'm trying at the moment to get his press passes for it. It'd be interesting. To go. I've never been to Scotland yet. That's one place I've never been. Well, I, you know, I know it's a long way for you, but I thought if you got the train up, we yeah. could get on the train together and then, you know, go up and have a good. <laughs> well, I see. I've got I've got a busy couple of months: October, November, and December. Yeah. Because obviously, I've, I'll be meeting John Carpenter in October. Well, make just. Clear your diary for the 10th and 11th of November, just in case. Um, in November, I've got the Human League in mid-year. I'm not sure when that is now, remember, off the top of my head. And obviously, then I've got War of the Worlds in December. But, uh, but yeah. Well, stick it in your diary, 10th and 11th. I'll have, I'll have, to, I'll have to have a look, see what there is. Um, well, they have actually come back to me uh, hmm. about it, so I'll fill you in later on about that. Okay. So, should we do cinema releases? Yep. Um, okay, so cinema for the 3rd of August. We have Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm really looking forward to this film. Definitely. Um, yeah, I do I do like the, the woman in that. She actually played in Lost, didn't she? Yes, she did. She was great in that as well. So, yeah, I, I think I could be... I'm on board with that one, to be honest. Yeah. Very much so. Well, I'm planning on seeing it. Turn around, my son said, do you want to go and see it? No. God's sake. He just doesn't like superhero movies, what can I say? But he'll want to go and see Teen Titans Go, the movie, which is also mm. out. There is uh, The Escape as well. I can't remember what that one can't, can't remember what that one is. Can you remember what The Escape is? Not off the top of my head. No, I'm not sure about that movie. Um, oh, it's about a woman who makes an extraordinary decision which will change her life forever. Sounds really riveting, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I don't think it's it's one for the women now. I think. Yeah, I think it's a chick flick. To be honest, it's a drama. Yeah, um, chick flick. <laughs> and yeah, then, IMD, IMDb says it's a drama, so there you go. Yeah. So the other one is um, Heartbeat Loud, which okay. is a father and daughter form an unlikely songwriting duo in the summer before she leaves for college. Mm. So that doesn't sound great. But never mind. So, DVDs and Blu-rays, do you want to... Yeah, so, there's a few there, but we'll do some highlighted ones. We've got The Equaliser, 2015. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Uh, uncut, 18 certificate version. 4K Blu-ray. Yeah. Pacific Rim Uprising. That's still like trans- the new one with John Viega, isn't it? That's it, yeah. If you like your Transformer star movies, that'll be up your alleyway. Uh, you've got a double here of G.I. Joe Rise of the Cobra and G.I. Joe Retaliation 4K Blu-ray I, I didn't actually mind those films to be quite honest with you I quite enjoyed them they were a park your brain at the door and just mm. go along for the ride sort of movies and one of them's yeah. got Bruce Willis in yeah yeah um, another one there Dead Ringers now if my memory serves me that film is Jeremy Irons and it's yeah, a the, it's a 
Twins. Oh, yeah, and that was done by I can't remember his name now, the director actually. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's a good horror movie. Yeah, it's not a horror though, is it? It's a thriller. Yeah, thriller slash horror. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's interesting. Other than that, there's not a lot there. No, but uh, yeah, d- d- yeah, Dead Ringers. That was a. I, I did David enjoy Cre- that. Wasn't it David? Wasn't it David Cronenberg? I'm trying to think now. I think it might have been. I can't remember to be honest. Can't remember. Yeah. Um, but so. yeah, that was that was a good good film, and of course that was one of the ones that you know teaches you that whenever there are twins, one of them is always evil. We know that from Star Trek, don't we? <laughs> no, that's a transporter <laughs> accident that makes a duplicate. Yeah, but it's a similar sort of thing. You know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, do you want to do cinema charts? Yep, yeah, so cinema charts. At number five, we have The First Purge. So it looks like it's just about to get purged from the charts. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's, and it's most popular, apparently. It's really breaking in the cash, so... Four and a half million in total in UK box office. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the states where it's probably hitting it most, being a bigger country. Yeah, uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom is at number four. We have Skyscraper. Now, I really want to see this film. It's not done very well, apparently. I, I don't care. I like The Rock. I just I know that you know he's you know you can't exactly call him a Shakespearean actor or anything, but mm. he has such a presence and such charm doesn't he as a oh i do i do like i, 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 I do. think he's quite a good guy i do like did him. you see the jumanji movie that he was in not yet because that will be on sky shortly oh, right. so i've, I've got it in 4k yeah yeah i quite so. enjoyed it um matter of fact i think i didn't enjoy it more than the original but i enjoyed enjoyed what i what you know watched it was very gaming era sort of version of jumanji well, you've got, and they're doing a sequel uh, as well. You got some other stars in that film that are quite worth watching, anyway. So yeah, we've got Jack Black, haven't you? And a certain young lady as well. Yes, from a former Doctor Who, Karen Gillan. Yes, yes. Um, at number two, we have Incredibles two. So taking twenty two million at the box office today, and six point eight million on its opening weekend. It's not bad for the UK. Yeah, and all I can say about this last one is Mamma Mia, here we go again. Because it's that film and it's taken 9.735 million on mm. its opening weekend. They had to move to Crete for this one, didn't they? It's not <laughs> They changed the, um, the place of filming this time, but uh, I don't think it makes much odds for it, to be honest. Yeah, my, uh, my wife and my son are dying to see this film. I'm glad that my missus hates musicals from that point of view. I don't mind musicals. I'm just so sick of Mamma Mia. I've not got near it. I've, I've, I've missed it. I'm lucky. Yeah, you are, because I can tell you one thing. Pierce Brosnan might have been no. one, one of the best-looking guys who's ever walked the face of the earth, but I can tell you something. He can't he, hold a note. I know, that's even more Even so if you gave him a piece of paper, he still wouldn't be able to hold that note. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, do you want to do the DVD chat? DVD chat. Yes. So we have Blade Runner twenty forty nine up from seven to five. Have you got an update on Blade Runner? By the way, your code. Well, someone someone actually picked it up, didn't they? Did they? They did. Yeah. And he texted me as well straight off the back. So he must be one of the. He must have been the first to download the show. Yeah, I did actually have somebody just shortly after 
well, I don't know whether it was after or not, but um, said, you know, contacting me about about it because I couldn't remember what, or they were asking what film was it? And I said what it was, and then I went to try and do the code. And I think yeah. in that interim couple of minutes that, you know, for me not knowing that, that someone had p- picked it up and he came back and said, oh, it's just been claimed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and he was I, so I, excited. So I'm really sorry that you missed out on that one. But there you go. Yeah. It just goes to so, prove people pick anything up if it's free. <laughs> no, I know the I know the guy personally. He's all right. He, he's he's cool for that. So, yeah, um, cool. So from from one down to four, we've got Red Sparrow. I'll be. I'm thinking about buying this. Uh, well, I might wait till I see it on Sky. I, I'm going to wait until it comes on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, from two down to three, we've got Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Talking about musicals, from three up to two, we've got The Greatest Showman, and I going to talk about that tonight and number one straight in there tomb raider enough about that i think <laughs> yep so, some people like it some people don't yes but uh i'm sure i'll get to see it at some point i'm sure you will yeah so cool. you're gonna uh, tell us what you've been watched it watching yeah so my heroes turned up the other day cool and it's a it's 18 discs in there. Yeah. I've forgotten how big that series was, if even for four seasons. Yeah, it's four seasons, but it's four seasons of about 20 episodes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, really, I've, I've just started starting from scratch. And, yeah, it's really great to go back to that. I just do love that show. Um, so I've been watching a couple of horror movies. I've got back into... I thought I'd go back and start watching all the Friday the 13th movies. Why? Because I adore horror films and the Jason Voorhees and the Friday the 13th franchise, I've always loved since seeing the original back in the early 80s when it came out. Mm-hmm. So I've got a load of them down off my, off my, on my Skybox. Right? So I watched part two and part three this week. This week, Part three was actually filmed in 3D. And when I saw that in 3D, we had the red and blue glasses on our, fa- on our heads. Do you remember those? Oh, God, yeah, I remember those. So that's how long ago it was. But it's quite funny watching it in 2D and seeing those 3D moments. I'm going, there's a 3D moment. Cover yourself up. And, you know, you know you've got this eyeball that comes out to the screen or you've got Jason with the uh, the, uh, the the gun with the, the spear on it and he's firing at the audience, you know, stuff like that. Mm. But, uh, yeah, they may be a little bit cheesy now, but I do like those movies. Uh, an, an older movie, actually. Um, I don't know why. I, th- I think I just saw it on an anniversary. So I decided to go onto uh, onto Netflix, and I went and decided over just as a whim to watch Animal House. Uh, have you ever seen it? Years and years ago, I can't really remember what it, wasn't it about uh, college. So this came out. Back in 1978, believe it or not. Yeah, it's ancient. And it and it's a it's a, it's about a college in 1962. Yeah. And the frat fraternity. Yeah. And there's one house which is called Delta, which are diabolical. Um, some great actors and actresses in that. Uh, we have uh, John Belushi who played Bluto. We got Karen Allen in there. Donald Sutherland. Um. Even Kevin Bacon, but a very young Kevin Bacon's in it as well. Uh, and this was directed by John Landis, 
if you remember, who did such films as uh, with Eddie Murphy and and stuff like that. It's suddenly just gone right out of my head. But yeah, Trading Places, for example. Yeah. That he did. So I like that film. It It's a good comedy. Um, it's from an era that I used to love watching comedies then, and I still, I still hold it close to my heart anyway, that film. Um, the last film I watched um, at the weekend was Geostorm. So I don't know if you've, have you seen this one? No. no. So Gerard Butler... Um, helped put together this satellite that sits over the earth correcting all the um, weather issues. Right. And it goes so wrong. It, and it goes wrong. It's a typical, how do I put it, Armageddon-style movie. Yeah. And he has to go back into space to see what's wrong because someone sabotaged it. We've had um, some massive earth sort of tornadoes come and conspiracy with the, with the president. And it's going to hit Geostorm, which is basically going to obliterate the planet in, in, with all sorts of weather. Um, a good, fun movie make, from the makers of Independence Day. Okay. So you can get the style of the special effects you get in this movie, if you remember some of those films. Even that other one that we had with the uh, with the waves and then Tsunami. 2012. Yeah, same sort of stuff. Or the, was, day after I mean, t- the Day After Tomorrow. Day after tomorrow, that was it. And there's one point, you get the tsunami going through a hot country, and as it's coming over, it's freezing everyone as they're running back away from the sea. So it's all that sort of style. But it's, it's really cool. And it's, you park your brain up, sit and watch the movie, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I saw that and watched that on Sky. Um, other than that, that's about it, really. Yeah, just a few movies. What about, do you want to talk about The Greatest Showman? I didn't think it would be your cup of tea, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know why I actually picked this up, uh, to be honest, because, well, no, I do like watching a musical every now and again. I know that they're a bit more of a chicky flick sort of thing. Mm. Um, But if you get good music, then, you know, you you get, generally speaking, a good good movie. Um, And I did like Les Miserables, which actually I also got and watched this week. Um, I used to have it on DVD, but Amazon had it for £1.97 on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, right, I'll upgrade the quality. Um, and to be honest, it, it, because of everything with it, it's one of those films that doesn't really need 4K because it looks absolutely stunning in HD on my yeah. TV, you know, upscaled. So I wouldn't have been gaining anything extra. But I actually got the uh, 4K Blu-ray of The Greatest Showman. Mm. Um, and, well, what can I say? I mean, the the music's fantastic. But in terms of HD, I don't know if it's a true HD movie or not. But, my God, it looks amazing. Absolutely amazing. Because the costumes in it mm. are you know, very intricate, especially when you're looking at Hugh Jackman's one where he, because, you know, it's basically about him inventing a circus, really, isn't it? Um, You know, with sort of like freakish acts with the bearded lady and the world's tallest man and, you know, all of this, that and the other and the high wire um, expertise and all of that sort of stuff. And he wears this, like, red costume with this gold bla- uh, braid in and all of that and it it looks absolutely fantastic mm. um in terms of the um music it's very sort of chicago-ish in terms you know in terms of the general sound or a bit like also the buffy um 
you know the uh, the Buffy musical that there was as well. If you remember that one, mm. uh, that sort is that sort of singing in parts. But um, no, it's a good story, um, you know, and it's well got a lot of uh, famous people in it. Um, and I, you know, I really I was pleasantly surprised because I was expecting it to be um, not that interesting. And I actually was, and ended up just sitting and watching it all in one go, which I thought, you know, I thought I'd be like watching it piecemeal sort of thing, mm. or just having it in the background just as a bit of music. Yeah. But um, I'd, I hadn't actually bought it for me. I'd bought it for, uh, you know, more for her indoors, mm. because I thought that she would, you know, my wife would like it more than I would because she'd been on about she wanted to see it. So I thought, yeah. right, well, okay. You know, it was 20 quid for the 4K. So I thought, well, if I do like it, then at least I've got the 4K version. If I don't like it, well, at least I've got the Blu-ray version in the box as well. Mm. So I got the 4K version. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Really enjoyed it. You know, Did you I'm, sing along? <laughs> no, no. No, I didn't sing along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure whether or not there's actually a karaoke version of it. Uh, yeah. On, on the uh, disc or not haven't looked but i'll tell you one thing i was watch uh, i was flicking through the channels and um itv were broadcasting a karaoke version of mamma mia mm. god that was painful soon as that music started coming on my wife and son terry says oh no leave that on so i just came up to the study <laughs> shut the door put my he- put my headphones on so i couldn't hear <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. So, anyway, so that's all I really want to say about that. So, if if you haven't seen it, it is worth a watch. Actually, it's an enjoyable story. You know, it's very interesting. Um, the the music's great. Costume design, the effects, the lighting, everything. It's really first class, as you mm. would expect. And you know, very you know, very uh, good intro. Great, you know, if you like dancing, there's good dancing in there as well. Good stunts, all sorts. So, worth a watch. Have you seen it? No, I don't intend to either, probably. <laughs> I, I think you might want to reconsider that, to be honest. Well, it will come up on Sky at some point. Yeah, probably the best time if you're not sure about it. Yeah, and we can check it out then. I mean, I did try and watch some other musicals in the past, even with the missus, but she doesn't... Um... She's not one for for those, if you know what I mean. It's just the way it works. Yeah. I think I wanted. What's the one about the the barber? Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. With Johnny Depp. But it was. Yeah. But for her, it wasn't. You know, it's. I don't know. Some people just don't do musicals. I mean, I've got a few. I've got a couple of classic ones that I actually adore back in the day. Mm. Um, You're not going to say Seven Brides for Seven Brothers or something like that. Are you? Well, not for, actually not far off of that. Cause my favourite music of all time is as old as that. The hills are alive. No, it's not that one either. Keep going, keep going. Oh, I don't know. I just it's singing in the rain actually. Oh, and do you know what? Forget just forget about the music of it. The story is so clever. That come the end of the film when 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 they're, they're revealing who's miming because of the way the story is just terrific, absolutely brilliant. And I've just won a bid on eBay. How about that? While we've been talking, I can do two things at once. And what's what's your bid for again? It's for in the mo- in the mouth of madness. 
which is a John Carpenter movie that's never been on Blu-ray in this country. Cool. And is it a Blu-ray? Yes, it is. 13 quid. Nice. So that's not too bad. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's one of the films I've always wanted to see. You know, it's uh, Sam Neill. Yeah. So we'll see what that's like later. Like, we sort of review it when it comes in the post. Oh, Sam Neill always does uh, good good horror. Yeah, it does, yeah. He's done a few um, of money. Yeah, he has. But uh, yeah, pretty cool. Um, Star Trek. Yes. So I've been Star Trekking it out this uh, week because it was the Amazon um, sale. I dropped on there, and I know that you can already get it in other places, but I got Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness, both yeah. in 4K, because I had them previously. Hmm. Um, matter of fact, I've got the Steelbook version of uh, Into Darkness. Yeah, I've, only, I've still just got the Blu-ray at the minute, so yeah. I'm not too fast. I mean, give it some time. If I really want to actually watch it again, I could probably then purchase the 4K, probably really cheap. It's, so. it's, I mean, it's cheaper than a lot of the Blu-rays, but it's not that cheap. If you know what I mean, it's still twenty quid. In matter of fact, the original, the Star Trek two thousand and nine, was actually more expensive than Into Darkness. It was uh, twenty five quid, but it was still on the two for thirty. Right. Okay. So I don't know what. Maybe they, you know, maybe they just had to get hold of the uh, the first one because it is two thousand eight. It's nearly a decade. Yeah. Can you believe that? No, because I knew it was two thousand nine, but I was. Sat there and I was thinking, God, that that's like nine years. Where's that mm. nine years gone? Because to me, Chris Pine, he just he still feels quite fresh in in the role. Although you know, I think he's really made it his own in the last couple of movies. Mm, yeah, you can buy it for fourteen seventy five at the minute on Amazon. All right, well, brought it down. Then. It's not too bad. Yeah, well, they're always changing it, the prices, aren't they? They change every yeah, five minutes. I mean, unfortunately, they, they do a DVD pack for both, but they're, they're, they don't do a HD pack for that, I don't think. Yeah, what, what's up with that? Why? Well, they'll probably charge you oh, 40 yeah. quid if they did. All right, they do a, they do a three three movie pack. On Blu-ray? Yeah, hey, 4K. You, uh, 4K, right. Yeah, is that about 30 quid? 40 quid? <laughs> You're nowhere near, mate. How much? 65 notes. Jesus. You can get for all three, three separately for cheaper than that. Well, if it were 20 quid, it should be 60, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right, so it's going to cost you a fiver for a piece of cardboard to wrap them up in. Yeah. That's disgusting. Whatever happened to buying in bulk? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Because they're all about 19.99 anyway, you know. Yeah. But but yeah, no, I I can't believe it's that old. That's incredible. Okay. But we've only had three movies in ten years. That's not good enough. I'm sorry, Paramount. (laughs) No, need to be every other year so that Steve can start saying, I'm getting a bit sick of Star Trek now. Yeah, what stop watching Star Wars? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the so? What was the transfers like on the both films? Are you quite happy with them or? Um, I think Into Darkness was actually the worst of the two transfers because mm. I have watched Into Darkness on my um, 4K TV with a normal DVD. Excuse me. And what was the did you did you what was the upscale like for that compared to the 4K itself? Was it as good as? Well, it's not. It's a fake 4K. So to be mm. honest, it wasn't really any different. So the upscale would have been your, your player would have upscaled it on the TV or whatever would yeah. have given you a bit of a tweak to it. So yeah. So what I would say is, to be honest, Steve, if you're seriously thinking about upgrading, certainly don't do that within the darkness because you're not gaining anything at all. No. Uh, the original movie looked a little bit better, not 
not as smartly. I mean, it looks, even though it's only a, you know, like a nine-year-old film, because that's, let's face it, that's not long. But when you compare the level of detail in that or to, say, Terminator 2, where, mm. they've, where they've done a specific, you know, remaster of that for 4K, or you look at The Greatest Showman, um, you know, or any of the other movies that are proper 4K, you can tell. You can mm. definitely tell. It's not quite as grainy as an upscale because, you know, if, if you're concentrating, you can see, you know, the uh, algorithm patterns, you know, if, if you look close enough on an upscale. But you can't... Um, it, it's, 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 it's not as good as a proper 4K movie, definitely. Yeah. So it's a bit a bit disappointing, but I'm glad that I've got them in 4K, and it comes with a DVD. So I'll just send me all DVDs to uh, Sex to sell. Hmm. Um, yeah. But you know, <laughs> um, the other film that I put, which I haven't put on the list, is Extinction. Yeah, which, which is, is on pre- Netflix. It's, it's pretty new to Netflix, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So, uh, basically, um, a guy's plagued by dreams of an alien invasion, uh, and, uh, you know, he's a family man, and he faces his worst nightmare when aliens come to Earth and begin exterminating Earth's inhabitants. Hmm. And um, the, it's, it's a very unusual sort of, uh, sort of style of film, uh, to be honest. The, the aliens look organic, in their in terms of their spacesuits and it's really about him and his family trying to escape from these aliens and get to sanctuary mm. um which is a government facility uh or to to it's not called sanctuary but you know just get to a government facility is what they're told <coughs> excuse me and it's i've i've really enjoyed it to be honest um yeah. you know really enjoyed it um, in terms of acting, it's got um Michael Pena who was um on Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's because he was Ant Man sort of sidekick uh, on there, but also, well, I think actually, I think he's probably the most famous uh person out of everybody who's on there. To be honest, it's mm. uh, not a massively uh, well known. Uh, list of uh, stars that are on there um but uh Liz Kaplan uh, as well I think she plays his Liz Kaplan I think she plays his wife I've seen her on a couple of things um but basically they're just the tra- they're having a party these you know he keeps having these dreams he's gone to try and get help and he didn't get help he walked away beforehand after speaking to this crazy guy at the place he goes home tells his wife she's not happy they start having a party and then the invasion happens mm-hmm. and then they just you know get chased out of the building you know they have a conflict with one particular alien who's right savagely trying to chase after them and there's lots of twists in the plot as well and it's really um it what happened i did not see there is a bit that's a clue halfway through and i thought oh so there's, there's something here and it and it it took me a while to realize uh well i didn't realize anyway um until the thing happened that what was going on 
because it's not quite you know not everything's 100 percent as uh, clear cut as you might think in this movie so mm. really well worth a watch if you're on netflix you know get it watched basically i really enjoyed it i'm sure that other people will as well yeah, I'll, it, I'll, I'll, I'll put it. I'll add it to my list to, to watch. <laughs> it's got good production values as well. Mm. You know, it, it's not a, it's not like a B movie sort of effects. It's got really good special effects. Mm. So there you go. So cool. I, you've got tech talk, haven't you? Well, I thought it's I've, it's taken a little time to use my headphones. I thought I'd just have a quick chat about them after I've given them a bit of a. Is it a run-in the right word to use? Yes. Because you don't, you don't just, you don't just get the best sound out of them straight off the bat when you plug them in the first time round. No, you don't. You've got to give them at least twenty hours. Okay, so we'll go on to tech talk from the laboratories of. So, back in April, I picked up a pair of status audio CB1 closed back studio monitoring headphones. Now, we all got our gaming headphones that we like to use. I've got some Turtle Beach there. I don't know what you use, Hayden. Have you got something similar, something similar that you like to use, have you? Uh, for gaming, gaming, I use uh, HyperX uh, Cloud 2s. Okay. Yeah. But I do like to just sit and listen to music. So really wanted something just separately to get. Mm. And originally, Glim put these on to me. He bought these himself. And I had a look at them and thought, well, okay. They look pretty good. Now, we get all these headphones out at the moment where we got all these ones that are advertised by all these superstars. We've got the Beats and all sorts like that. But these aren't advertised. They, I suppose you can call them at a budget price, but they're, they sound for much better from what they, for the price is. Um... Amazon do them for around 59 quid. And going to the reviews, looking on YouTube, you're talking at least 100 for these in what quality you're getting. Um, and I, to be honest, I'm pretty surprised because when I just, now I've had my new amp recently, um, putting these on and hearing what I've been getting out of them for, 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 for this music side mm-hmm. is pretty good. I mean, the description for these... Is um, It says, meet the new studio workhorse designed for audio professionals who make a living with their craft. The CB1 closed-back studio monitor headphones deliver absolute sonic neutrality. Music producers and audio engineers will appreciate the accuracy and fidelity of these headphones and what they deliver. And I think that you can hear a pin drop on something when you hear it, so crystal clarity. So if you're looking out for some, I would give these a, a look. If you're looking for just for, for music, not gaming, but I, I have actually plugged them in for gaming as well, because now I've got the uh, the app with Xbox, mm-hmm. with um, Dolby Atmos, yep. for headphones. I use these on there. It comes with a couple of leads and an adapter, so you can either plug it into 3.5 or when you've got the large, the large one for an amp, when you stick it in there as well. And they're very long leads as well, so there's loads of room there for, to, to move around with them as they're actually attached. But I thoroughly enjoy them, really do. I haven't, I don't, I'd love to buy more headphones, but I don't, you know, I, I not just don't go for the, what the masses buy, you know, all this sort of, um, these beats and that. I mean, they're pretty good, I must admit. Mm. But to pick something up for, for, for 59 quid, which is worth at least 100 of 100 plus, um, I think it's astounding, to be honest. 
Uh, I mean, check out YouTube videos and you can hear a few people what they say about them and um, they're all pretty glaring uh, reviews for them. You'll I mean, have, you even get... I was going to say, you'll have to send me a, a link to it because I'm looking for something that I can listen to just normally. Yeah. Yeah, if you just check out Amazon and go for status audio, you'll see the um, see them there. You'll find them quite quickly. Mm. So worth, I think they're, they're, they're worth their money to be honest with you. They have 50 mil, 50 mil drivers in there as well, so they're quite big ones. The ear pads do cover your ears completely as well, so they give you that closed cup for listening on your own in the quiet where you don't want anyone to get involved. Uh, they're not noise cancelling, but that doesn't matter, to be honest. But uh, but yeah, very good headphones. I, I, I would recommend them highly, even if they didn't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link in a bit while we're chatting about, um, while we're throwing things into Room 101. I'll, I'll be going to throw it into or Room not. 101. It's a case, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I actually picked up some new headphones the other week as well. Yeah. Um, the ones that no doubt a lot of our listeners will be very familiar with. But the the version two of the um, PlayStation um, wireless headphones. Yeah. And I've been quite pleased with them, to be quite honest. Really quite nice uh, sound quality. I'm, mm. And I was lucky because uh, I managed to pick these up for, um, what was it, 35 quid? And I think that their proper price is about £70. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, good sound quality. Really easy to uh, set up and, you know, start using. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend those ones as well for gaming on the PlayStation. Obviously, it's not... And I think they will also work on a PC, although I've not tried it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's certainly, um, you know, uh, obviously not going to work on your Xbox. <laughs> no, these these will just if you plug into your... Um... Three and a half inch part. Yeah, they will do. Well, three and a half mil, rather, not inch. Because that would yeah. be a heck of a big... Uh... <laughs> Oh, that would be, wouldn't it? Oh, mate. But, uh, yeah, so I think I'm sending you across now. There you go. You can have a look at that. Yeah, I'll have a look at those. See what you think. So, so yeah, so they're 79 US dollars at the moment. But, um, but yeah, I, you even actually get, I even got an email from the man, the, from the CEO of the company saying thanks for buying them. Which is quite interesting. So, so, did you buy them from the company? Did you say? I bought them from Amazon, but the the, the company who make them, their CEO, sent me an email saying thank you for purchasing such a good product and hope I'll enjoy them. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's, it's a bit different. You, you'll have to drop him a, a tag to this, uh, a, a link to this show, then, won't you? I will actually. I, I will do that because I've still got his, the email for that. Actually, I'll drag one in. Yeah. It's always worth doing. Yeah, certainly is. So, okay. Is there anything else that you want to say about no, the headphones? Not at the moment. No, I just I say thoroughly recommend them. It's, uh, yeah. Right. It's about it ready. Okay. Well, in that case then, we'll move on to our big debate. There was something missing. And we've definitely got an interesting big debate this time because we're not just debating one thing because what we did last week was say to you all, we want to do a Room 101 
So basically, if you're not familiar with 1984, room 101 is where all of the evil stuff is put. And we wanted you to nominate things to actually put into room 101. We did uh, give you the option of if you wanted to record uh, your entry with your reasons why you could uh, submit them, but nobody submitted one. But then we have had uh, some submitted from Facebook. So we'll start off with Nathan Ogden. And he's saying, and this is the one that links to what I was saying earlier on, mm. the Ouya. He wants to put it in because it was terrible. That's the polite word. <laughs> well, it wasn't successful commercially, that's for sure. No. Although the company did go off to uh, produce... Um, oh, the, the woman in charge of the company did actually go off and produce another one, which was equally mm. not as successful. But the Ouya was a Android-based um, this-gen platform, I suppose, you know, or last-gen. Uh, so I think it was uh, brought out in 2013. So I suppose, technically speaking, that we're actually um, talking about this-gen, aren't we? Because that's about the same time frame as the Xbox One and PS4. Mm. So in that respect, it doesn't come anywhere near um, the um, modern consoles. But it was based on Android, and you can um, try any game for free, and it plays in HD. And that was um, my Amazon Echo <laughs> picking up on something my, <laughs> in the background. Actually, my, my, I think mine's on, actually. I didn't actually turn her off, but yeah. um, she's been very quiet, so she's doing as doing she's told. Yeah, my, mine uh, obviously isn't doing as she's told, and I've now got a dog who's pestering me as well. Um, so... What's your thoughts then, Steve? What do you know about the console itself? Well, firstly, being Android-based, well, we talking mobile phone games, really? Uh, it could play more than mobile phone. You know, games that wouldn't necessarily go on a mobile phone, but it could play mobile phone games. Yeah. Um, and the design of the controller looks a bit naff, I'm going to say. Yeah. It looks very basic, I think, the word to use. Yes, yeah. I think that it was designed and, for comfort more than sexiness. Yeah, and the size of the console... Is tiny. Is basically the size of your fist. Yeah, it looks like a big egg cup, upside down. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, out of all the consoles there is, I mean, it's nice that you can probably, there's a lot of stuff there you might want to play. Mm-hmm. Graphically, though, it's it's not going to be... We're not talking high-tech here, are we? No, I think that we're talking last-gen at the best sort of graphics. Yeah. Um, although the, they did demo something that looked a bit like Gears of War that did look quite impressive. Mm. Um, but I don't think that that was ever actually released. Or at no. least I'm not aware of what that title was. If anybody does know, please let us know. You can, play Final Fantasy, you, can, you can play Final Fantasy 3 on it. Yeah. Well, because that is such a demanding game, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, as, it's as demanding as my phone can. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot to it. There's only three leads you plug in there by the looks of it. Yeah. And a, Power in and out. And an SD card. Yeah. And that's about it. And a big power on button. Yeah. $99. It was originally, but, and it was actually, it was uh, originally known as just a Kickstarter, and they got 
something like eight or nine hundred percent of what they were asking for. Mm. They got massive amounts more than what uh, you know what they were looking for, and a lot of people actually thought it was a fake console. You know the way there's all these rumours at the moment about the Atari console and whether or not it's real or not. Mm. Well, um, this was another one of those uh, that people thought was a fake, but it actually turned out to be real. Um, and they did deliver in terms of what they promised as well. And, you know, I think it looked okay for the time, you know, for what it was. Yeah. I mean, if you were going to put it up against the Xbox, this would go in room 101. No doubt about it. Mm. Um, but with it being Android, it means you can also use all of the Android other apps as well, such as the video streaming, a la Flickster. Yeah, and plus the other ones that I use on my phone. I won't talk about it on air. So I think it looks uh, really quite, you know, an interesting thing for 25 quid. I think at 100 mm. quid, I think that you, people are being ripped off with this. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the, I don't know what the backers paid for it. Um, there was about 63,000 backers for this. Yeah. So there's quite a few, and they hit their target. Was it nine? I can't remember. 900% more than the target. Yeah. So I remember seeing it being advertised outside E3 one year, wasn't it? And they had a tent, didn't they, outside? Do you yeah. remember that? And everyone was moaning about it. Uh, whether or not it should go into a room to be lost forever, I don't know. I mean, most gaming consoles have their own charm. Maybe this does have some sort of charm. Mm. But only you can tell me that. Yes, I'll have to tell you next week. Because mm. hopefully it should be arriving tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, I was expecting it to arrive yesterday because I ordered it on Friday, but obviously CEX have uh, not been as uh, their usually efficient self at getting it. I mean, I've got, a, I've got a few Blu-rays that I've got doubles of now that I need to just throw in at CEX. Mm. So I probably quite might pay for one. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. It's uh, quite hard to find. There's only five in the country. Really? Really, at CEX. Because you know that it shows you how many they've got in each store. Yeah. And yeah, there was only five of them. So I, I've actually ordered it for delivery. Because the nearest one to me was Sheffield. I thought, well, I'll spend 20 quid in, che- in petrol. <laughs> well, maybe 10 quid. So I might as well just yeah. get it delivered. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite intrigued to see it. So are we going to stick it in room 101? Because it was a I, terrible idea. I think from an idea, yes. But I need to see some video footage of you playing it. Well, to see whether it's worth it. I actually put, uh, if you look at the uh, Facebook post where this question mm. is, I've actually put a video in that's got somebody reviewing it. Oh, okay. Because I thought, right, I'm going to find out a little bit more. And I saw this and I thought, actually, some of the games look incredibly awful. But some of them don't look too bad. And I just thought, I think it's worth a little. I've never tried one. I fancy trying one when they came out just to see what they were like. And mm. I thought, 25 quid. And, you know, it, so if I sell it to them back, I get about 16 quid back. So it's worth worth a punt, as it were. Mm. Um, you know, just as a little try. So there you go. So I'm not going to put it in room 101. I'll put the idea, uh, sorry, the uh, implementation of Ouya into Room 101, but not the actual console itself, because it's not the console's fault. No, I can't judge it, because I don't really know it, so I'll, that would be pig-headed of me just to throw it in there. Yeah, okay. 
So in that case, then we'll go on to our second Room 101 suggestion, and I'm going to let you read it. Is this Nicky's? <laughs> no, it's Craig's. And I think we could have done a whole show on this one. <laughs> oh, he's got he's got achievements. <laughs> he, bl- bless him, he did actually contact me and say, I'm not having a dig, honestly. <laughs> So I did enjoy them at first, but dropped off quite soon. It was encouraging me to play crap games for points, and not hard good games. I didn't give out the po- I did did give out the points. So I, I can see his point of view. Yeah. Also, although some studios seem to get achievements to give them something special, majority didn't give them out sort of random stuff. We just play games for a long time, rather than discovering something different in the game. Not like was it the Simpsons one by pushing the A button gave you an achievement? Is that? Yeah, remember rightly. Well, there's also Monkey Island by, or was it, or was it uh, Halo by pressing the uh, back button where yeah. it, it, it gave you ten game a score or whatever. I mean, to be quite honest, if you bought the game for that, you're really, really sad. Mm. And there was another game where you could you could you could spam a thousand game score, couldn't you? Do you remember? Yeah, Avatar? Avatar: The Last Airbender. I borrowed that off my yeah. brother-in-law because he he was desperate to try and catch up on a game of score to me. <laughs> Back you when see, I had I, about 5,000. Yeah. So I went see, and borrowed I, it. I, I like the idea of achievements still. Um, I maybe don't look at them as much as I used to. If they pop, they pop. But uh, sometimes if I've got a good game I, I've enjoyed, I may like to see what they are and maybe see if I can pinch a few more of them. Mm. But but I think, I think they do need a little tweet now. Well, they've been on about the... Um, career mode haven't mm. they for a while little snippets yeah. no and I, and I, no real and I, detail and I, like, I like Craig Cole's last moment of saying that why haven't Nintendo jumped on the bandwagon and Nintendo don't ever do anything that's you know understandable they, they? They, like to, they like to be different don't they yeah they, they're too busy making cardboard yeah, and sending absolutely. it to Steve for reviews <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um but I, I, over the years, I used to, oh, when it first happened, I was always there trying to see what achievements to get. And I was sort of worried, not worried, but I was, look, I was always looking to improve my score. Yeah. But these days where I play more games more for fun now, I still, I mean, if one puts up, that's great. I don't mind. You know, if you're going to play a story narrative game, then you normally can get the majority of them anyway. Mm. But when they brought in the um, idea of, the um, multiplayer gaming side of things. There's some games you might not do that. But some then, people only play multiplayer. So it works both ways, really. There's people that play like to play story side of stuff, and now you'll probably get 700 for that, and then the other 300 is going to be from multiplayer side of games, you know? Mm. But it's all right. I still like achievements for what they are and how they come up and everything else. Some people are a bit anal with them. You know, there's a few... Don't say that about... Our listeners, <laughs> one particular <laughs> listener who's been uh, pulling my leg about it for ages as well. <laughs> you know yeah, who but, you are, Nikki. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, I, I to be honest, I like achievements. I think that's it. Still has it still holds something a bit when something pops in, especially if it's going to be a rare achievement. Yeah, I do like the implementation of the rare achievements. Yeah, but they're only rare because not a lot of people. But it's less than ten percent. Yeah, and also if the game comes out new, they're more likely to be a rare one than than when the game's older. 
it might not be so rare and you would get it as a normal achievement. Yeah. If you know what I mean. But, but it, it doesn't give you extra value. No. It just... You just get... Well, you don't you, you don't even see it, do you, other than a little diamond? Yeah, and it goes ping! Mm. You know, so... Um, do you think it's the right system? Do you think it's better than trophies? I mean, trophies, obviously, Sony had a little bit longer on development because they didn't come in until uh, first... What was it? After a year of mm. or six months well, or something? Well, for me, trophies are basically non-existent. Um, I've only been on the on the on the PlayStation now for a year and a, a year and maybe over a year now. A year and so let me think, uh, year and four months maybe. I've had a PlayStation Pro. I thought it was longer than. Oh, I suppose yeah, it'd be just over a year, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think I picked it up for February, so maybe maybe one and a half years, maybe you know one one year six months, something like that. So for me, picking up achievements there on the trophies, I've got no investment there from a long time compared to Xbox that I do. I mean, it's nice when they pop. I haven't tried to go out there and collect them all and go for a their idea of a a platinum yet. I mean, in terms of that do you think having um platinum uh, gold silver bronze is a better way of doing it um i don't know really i mean is it i mean it's more trophies to find isn't it if you got it that way around yeah physically well no because it's still the same achievements but oh is it okay but because if you look in terms of the way that playstation do it is mm. the the platinum it's sort of like an extra achievement to what you would get on an Xbox yes. because it says so if, you've got yeah. all of the achievements. Mm. So if you got a thousand, if you got a thousand for whatever, yeah, then you'd pick that up for that way around, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm, I know what you're saying by that. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm trying to see if I can find my. I'm looking at my PlayStation app to see if I can see me. There we go. So I've got. It says I've got six trophy, um, six trophies, six six stars. So that's I'm not sure what that means now. That's a total of two hundred and twenty-five trophies. Is that right? Is that how that works? Um, well, it tells you how many trophies for um, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze. Yeah, and then they, then you've got a level up system there, haven't you? Yeah. Which I'm on six, six and a third. And I've got 183 bronze, 30 silver, and 12 gold. It's not a lot, is it? <laughs> no, it's not a lot, but you know, what, what does it... It, it doesn't mean it anything, It doesn't does mean it? anything. None of it means anything. The only person no. it means anything to is you. And mm. also to anybody who wants to have bragging rights about, oh, I've done this, that, and the other. You know, I've seen people, you know, posting on various players saying oh i've got you know 20 platinums i've got whatever mm. it's like yeah great well i've you know completed um 75 games on xbox and yeah it doesn't matter you know but and no. somebody actually said to me that um their reason why they thought trophies were better than achievements is because you look at the platinum and you can immediately see how many games a person has actually completed Mm. But that's rubbish because not every game has a platinum. So the system is immediately broke. 
Yeah. I mean, if I look at a scroll of all the games I have, just for curiosity's sake, Hidden Agenda, I'm 79%. So you're getting a lot of platinums on uh, trophies on that, then, aren't you? Yeah, I'm seventy nine percent, and there's probably oh, I've got, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine to get, then you get the platinum after that. Yeah, just ten. See, yeah, so in terms of that, I'm nowhere near that. And Persona Five, I'm fifty percent, and I finished that game. Yeah. I'm on my second playthrough. Which I need to go back to that at some point. Uh, yeah, Detroit become human 10% of the minute. Well, then I'm still only a third way through the game there. So what was the first game that you said that you got 90%? Um, uh, 79. Yeah. H- Hidden Agenda. Oh, sorry. I thought you said De- I was thinking Detroit. I don't know why. <laughs> no, Detroit. I've only got 10%. Remember, I'm only, I'm only a third of the game, aren't I? Yeah, I got about 39% on that. Yeah. I mean, in terms of a lot of these sort of things, I don't know whether or not you use, well, I know that you use uh, the Xbox version, but the true achievements, you also have true trophies. Yeah, I, I am on there. Yeah, which is, I think that uh, both trophies and achievements work better with something like that, that gives that bit of analysis that tells you how many games you've actually completed. Because if a game doesn't have a trophy, you can't rely on counting the platinums i mean i've got 13 Mm. platinums but i've done all of the achievements in 15 games because two of the games didn't have platinums Mm. so you know but i don't play a lot on the playstation so you know um having that level of that number of uh, platinums doesn't really mean a lot no Um, no i mean when i look at when i look at destiny on there where's destiny it's not in place on order actually is it so uh, I completed Uncharted 4, so I only got 14% of that. <laughs> yeah. And that's because, you know, there the were different ways. So, um, like, on the Uncharted thing, they do a lot of, you know, you have to find all the treasures because there's normally about 100 of them or something to collect. But also there is the um, weapon achievements where you have to get so many kills with each different type of gun. Mm. And that's sort of, like, what racks it up. And the same with the Order and, you know, all of the Uncharted series. They're all all of their achievements are like that. Yeah. Um. I mean, to my mind, you know that I, you know, I love looking at achievements, and one of the reasons why I love looking at achievements mm. is really I'm not that bothered about the gamer score, to be honest. Um. I'd, well, you are though, surely, because you do like to get the thrill of actually getting the the bragging rights over some certain people sometimes, don't you? Do you think? Um, Come on, be honest, be honest. To, to, to be honest, the only times I've ever really quite um, liked having the bragging rights is when you're talking to people who sum you up as, you know, a father who doesn't know anything about video gaming, if you see what I mean. Oh, when you, when you roll into somewhere like game, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've had that thing. Yeah, I've I'd, had that I'd, 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 you know, that sort of thing. Or when you go to somewhere... And then your wife introduces you to somebody and then they turn around and, you know, look at you and say, oh, he likes gaming. You can talk a lot. And you you can see the look in the face because they're like, you know, in the uh, late teens, early 20s. And they look at you as if, what can you know that I don't know about video gaming? Oh, I've had the same thing when I've I've been talking to someone. They 
They say, oh, they, oh, do you play the Xbox? I say, well, of course I bloody do. What am I here for? I'm not here for a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. Oh, there you go. Lego Indiana Jones. I'm just looking at my Xbox achievements. I'm just going through the achievements. Yeah. It's quite handy. You can go through that. Um, Lego Indiana Jones, I've got 92%. I was a bit short on that one. Is that the one that's got... Oh, no, it's Lego Indiana Jones 2 that's got a uh, 100 gamer score for the last level. Oh, not for the last level, for completing the game in a separate mode. But you have to do all of the levels. So it's, no, you can you can bomb through it, but it'll take you a few hours. Yeah. Um, I've never been bothered here. about going back to that, to be honest. No, if I, I'm going to go back to some old ones here. So what we got here. So for some moment reason, Mass Effect 3, I've only got 9%. <laughs> Did you complete the game? I can't remember. Maybe I didn't. I, I didn't complete the game. Um, I just couldn't be bothered with it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll go back to some 360 games. Uh, let's have a look what we've got here. Fable 3, 55%. Now I finished that game. Portal's still alive, 12%, but I'm sure I finished that. Mm. You know, they do. It's funny how they some of these games actually work. Uh Destiny, I think Destiny's 85%, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Um, but then some of those, are, you know. Yeah, Destiny 8, I've got 53 achievements. Um, I've got 1,285 out of 1,500 mm. on that one. Uh, what else did I finish? Tomb Raider, definitive edition, 29%. But again, that's all That's all collecting, isn't it, again? Yeah. Uh, Fallout 3, there you go, 100%. 1,550 at yeah, 1,550. If I was to do that, well, if I was to uh, say that for got... uh, um, a Bethesda game, I would have to say Oblivion, because I 1250 that. I have only done 28%, believe it or not, 19 achievements. Oh, well, you see, I completed everything in that game, and they got yeah. the Royal Armour as well. So it's the same way that I did that with them, with, uh, with uh, you know, Fallout 3. Yeah. And just browsing through, because there's actually there's a couple of games I've not played yet. <laughs> I've got some games that I've not actually opened the box, well, I've opened the box, but I've not actually played them. Um, Witcher 3. I should really play that game. 2%. <laughs> That's bad. That is, isn't it? I've completed Bioshock, and that was 26%. Uh, let's have a look here. Scrolling through, Burnout Paradise. I can well, I said played a fair chunk of that. That was thirty nine percent. Diablo three seventy four percent. Not played that for a while actually. I was looking at playing that again the other day. Oh, the, today mm. actually. Crackdown. Now I completed that game and collected all those big orbs. That five hundred orb session. I only got fifty six percent of that game. Mm. Uh, Gallagher. Do you remember that on the old three sixty? Yeah. Ninety two percent. Fable Anniversary, no, I'm only still playing that because I've, I've not played that before. Resident Evil 7, I completed that game. That's only 30% done. Inside, I completed. That's only 28%. So there's a theme there with these games, isn't there? Mm. Um, Alan Wake, I completed. 39 trophies, um, achievements at 47%. You see, Alan Wake... Um... I got quite, I did quite a lot of that one. As a matter of fact, that is my third highest um, achievement percentage rated 
game. Mm. Um, at, uh, the, the highest one I've got is actually Goat Simulator in term, you know, in terms of the percent, you know, the uh, true achievement sort of score. Yeah, uh, and then Burnout Paradise would be the next one, and then after mm. that it's Alan Wake, and then Minecraft Story Mode, <laughs> and then the Elder Scrolls Oblivion. They're the top five that I've got there. Oh, just cause uh, number six. I'm just I'm using the app, so it's not going to go in in order, unfortunately. Mm. Um, oh, but this is a true achievement score as well because they they work out the ratio of, um, you know, the difficulty in terms of what everybody else has got. Yeah, uh, and a look at DLC and all of that sort of stuff as well. Mm. So Eleanor, our first time round was forty six percent. I completed that. Yeah. I haven't completed on the remaster yet. Um, Bioshock Infinite completed that. Oh, that was in the 360 though. That I'm looking at now because it's some of the 360 games. Star Trek DAC. Did you ever play that? Yes, I did. <laughs> Star Trek Dak. Yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> no, but it had the music in it, didn't it? It did. Um, just scrolling, going back. I'm trying to find Red Dead Redemption because. That game was one of the ones that was a bit, was a toughie to do. And because I haven't played it for so long, I can't even find it on my, I'm going, I must be, I'm going back now and I've got stuff like Modern Warfare 2 I'm looking at. Mm. Um, Explosion Man, uh, The Beatles Rock Band, oh dear me, I'm going backwards, back in time here. Yeah. Um, I still can't find it. Top Spin 3. Can't search for an imp- a particular game in this, can you? I don't think. No, you can't. That's uh, why you need true achievements and to be able to find it properly. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? The, the, if I keep scrolling, the last one, well, the last one, the last ones there. King Kong. There you go, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Which I think I did that over a weekend. It only took two hours. Well, I was <laughs> ill. I was I was really ill with the flu at that time. Oh, fair enough. And. Uh, I'd been painting as well. But, uh, God, there's a lot of games there. Well, I'll tell you what, I've just been looking at true achievements and true trophies. And between yeah. the PlayStation and the Xbox, mm. uh, I've 1K'd or platinumed 24 ga- uh, sorry, 26 games this year. Mm. That's not bad going. Well, I'm, I like to ask Nicky about that and what his thoughts are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I noticed that Nicky was playing playing Rare Replay. I think he was trying to catch up on Gamerscore. Yeah, that's it. Um, but the thing is, you can... What is now is this is a game you didn't actually play and you got zero percent. You can actually delete it. Yes, yeah. And I think that that's a good move. But I don't think you can do that on a PlayStation. I'm not 100% sure. I've not really invested in it. No. Um, but... Yeah, I think that was a good move by Microsoft because sometimes you load a game and you don't actually want, you know, you just want to try it, but you don't want it sat there with 0% for the rest of mm. eternity. Although I must admit, it's never really bothered me. I'm not bothered no. about percentage rating either. What what I'm bothered about in terms of games is what I like about achievements is seeing the stuff that you miss. And that's where achievements come into their own. I don't like hidden achievements. I don't mind if they want to say, we'll hide it, but you you have to tell us that you want to see it. But I don't like mm. secret achievements where the only way to unlock it is to actually do it. And some, especially games where it's like, you know, the first South Park game where it was, 
you had to do a specific level with a ginger beard and a dress or something or other like that, where it's silly things that the only way you're going to find out about it is either to look it up, be told, or hit it by accident. They're, mm. they're the only way that you're going to actually be able to see what that, you know, to get that achievement. And that's just ridiculous. To me, achievement should be skill based and they should be worth actually, you know, going for. That, yeah. you know, personally, they should be either natural progression through the game or, you know, something that will direct you to complete a game um, in a different way or do something different, step out of the you know, the the blinkered-eyed view of playing that game and, you know, explore the area a little bit more and reward you in that way. Mm. If achievements are done like that, I think that achievements are good. What is poor is games like um, Avatar, where you can uh, get a 1,000 gamer score in 42 seconds, because I got a 1,000 gamer score in 42 seconds from a cold boot of the 360. Mm. It's the quickest I've ever uh, got gamer score, I think. Yeah. Um, ever on a game. So, and that, to be honest, I only wanted to do it because I wanted to see if it was true that they made a game that was so ridiculously easy. Mm. And PlayStation has their equivalents as well on trophies. You know, games like Slide. You know, that's a yeah. very easy gamer score for a couple of quid in a couple of minutes. So anybody who's like, you know... and for some reason, some people boast about the platinum levels because they th- reckon it's harder to get in on PlayStation. It's not. They're exactly the same trophies if they're on both formats. Yeah. You just get an extra one on PlayStation. I mean, true achievements, I've just logged on to mine. So it tells you how many achievements you've, you've got physically got then, isn't it? That's interesting, yeah. So... It won't be nothing like yours, obviously. Um, got the challenges and everything else in there, isn't it? Yeah. It tells you how many videos and everything. Anybody who is on true, uh, not heard of True Achievements, have a look at the website. Put in your details, you know, for your uh, gamer card and whatever. It is really helpful because if you're stuck on a game or you want to know how to get a specific achievement, you can also look at that as well. Personally, yeah. I, I tend to go back to that. If I've enjoyed a game, I'll play the game and then go back to that to see what I could have missed that I might want yeah, to invest it, in. Because if you go to your game collection, which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, is, is this done chronologically? Uh, it can be done in uh, various different ways, I think, on there. Yeah, because I'm looking at, I can see like oh, Halo Wars, and there's a few here that I've not touched for a while, uh, which is quite interesting. Um, we don't talk about Cuphead, though, do we? <laughs> The truth about Cuphead is that we don't talk about Cuphead. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. Um, is there any achievements you thought you wanted to get because you like the idea of the achievement? Um, you know, because obviously it, the, there's some different types there that are really tough to get. Yeah, I mean, one of the hardest achievements is, uh, is it Mile High Club on one of the Call of Duties? Modern Warfare, isn't it? Where you've got to go through Air Force One in like a minute. And yeah. there's, you know, on uh, hard uh, on veteran mode. And while I like the, I'd love to get that achievement. I'm not going to invest that amount of time in it. I tried it a couple of times, and I thought, I can't be bothered. I really can't be bothered. There's more to life than chasing ten achievements for the say so. Have I got that achievement? 
So yeah. while, you know, we do have a laugh about me being an achievement whore, personally, I like achievements because, you know, it gives you some feedback from the game in terms of if you've done something that you were supposed to do or whatever. And, I, you know, it's quite nice in the situations, you know, where where you are an older gamer and you are looked down upon, quite often, you know, you're talked down to in places. And then when people realise what your gamer score is, they suddenly stop talking to you, down to you and talking to you, which is much yeah. better, you know, because nobody likes being talked down to. No. But, no. you know, you do get that, you know, like you're a fat, stupid dad sort of syndrome, like on all of the adverts as well, where for 99% of adverts, for some reason, if you're a father, you've got the IQ of a Nats gonad. And I've never understood <laughs> why, you know, why is it, you know, a, such a good thing? You know, it's like you look, even if you go back to the 70s, where they were mm. advertising butter, there was always a father who was pressing his face onto the, you know, shop window going, Flora, get some Flora. Mm. Do you remember those adverts? They're stupid. Yeah. You know, what? why? But... So I hate all of that sort of stuff. And um, it's just one of the things that you can use as, you know, to establish a conversation with people sometimes. Yeah, that's it. So I've just gone to Red Dead Redemption on there. Um, and one of the achievements I got was called Redeemed. Yeah. That's attained 100% in the single player game completion stat. Um, unlocked by 37,961 tracked gamers. That's 14% ratio, which equals 2.63%. Mm. And that I remember trying to get that because you had to like collect all the all the flowers, shoot all the animals. Uh, so yeah, but I'd fun. That's a great game. I, I really look forward to the new one. I wasn't a big fan of it. But I'm looking forward to seeing what what they produce, as long as it's not GTA with horses again. Well, that was the sort of idea of what it was anyway, wasn't it? It is, but I think they could do more with it, to be honest. But the single player story was a great story. Yes, Um, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get through it personally. I struggled with it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, I wouldn't put. We've got times cracking on here. Wow, is it 10 o'clock already? Yeah, um, okay. I would not put achievements in. No. I, I think that um, there is a thing of um, being obsessive with achievements. And while I am accused of that sometimes, I'm not. Because I won't just do anything. But I do like playing a variety of games, which is why I have lots of unusual achievements. Mm. Um, so... But no, I, th- I, th- I think that there is a danger with them, but I, th- I think that they're a positive thing and they always have been since they've been invented and the trophies as well. So no, I'm not going to stick it in room 101 either. Mm. No. I'm surprised. I, I was edged on. I didn't know which way you were going to go, to be honest. I thought that you might have gone a negative. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, 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 you know, I, I'm not so fussed these days about getting achievements, but I like the challenge sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes if you look in and you see that an achievement, you think, actually, that might be quite fun to do. I think it can give you quite a rewarding experience in the game. Yeah. So you know. we we did have some more, but we'll just do Nicky's because he hasn't yeah, given us he, a lot. He said Facebook. I'm just going to say I'd gladly throw that in, to be honest. It's been more trouble than it's worth. We do use it a lot. It's got its pluses and its bonuses for us. 
Yes. But I could easily stick it in there. Yeah. Absolutely. I, do you know what? I would agree with you as well, because this all started when, you know, you and me doing this. The The original part of it that started was creating a Facebook group, which, you know, we've, you know, renamed and all that since. Hmm. And that group at times, and I'm, you know, so I'm not being nasty to anybody here, but that group at times did have us both tearing our hair out, not because of anything that we'd done, but other people that, that was around it. Mm. Um, and since we've gone over to being this show, it's been so much nicer, I think. Yeah. And the dog agrees by the sounds of it. Yes. Yes, I think my dog's a bit spooked because the lights are off, so I'll just switch the lights on. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a little bit spooked because it was all in the dark. <laughs> okay. So I'll switch the lights on now. Um, so, yeah, but now, no, but back then, yeah, there was times I'd wish I'd never started the group. Mm. You know, when we had people arguing and all that. There's no need for arguments. We're all gamers. Let's all just get on together and just have no, a I think I think time. it was... It's probably down to other other parties, people yeah. from past. Yes, should we say that we're not involved in anymore? Yeah. So with that, shall we move on? <laughs> uh, yeah, because <laughs> time is marching along. So we'll go to our listener questions. John, what's happening to us? Okay, so listener questions for tonight. Uh, we have Mark kicking off as normal with how many different games do you play on average a month? I'm not even going to answer that question. It's down to you, I think, isn't it? <laughs> well, not how many do you do? Come on. Different games? Yeah. doesn't matter if it's a repeat of a previous game or anything. Well, I could play a couple of games in, in an evening, but then I could stick to one for a week and a half, um, depending, when, depending on when I need to play Destiny. <laughs> um, yeah, when you've got that scratch to scratch It depends on my mood, to be honest In a month, I could be playing one game And some people were really moaning at that, weren't they, at one point That all I played was one game Yes, you did get into trouble for that I did, didn't I? I, uh, I always try to um, even it out for you And I still always do try and even it out for you By playing lots of games hmm. Well, that like, can also get achievements. In this, yeah, in this, I mean, in this month, in this week, it's been a bit of a tough week. I've only played three games, but one of those was a, you know, hopefully now I'm cracking up 19 hours. So, yeah, it's it's not necessarily how many games you play; it's how long you play them for. Mm, exactly. So it can it can it can be debatable on that. <clears throat> Wait till September comes, though. That's going to be difficult. Yeah. I think for me, the main problem for me is if I can't find a game that I've got a latch on, I'll be flitting around until something sticks. Mm. Um, so sometimes I can play an extraordinary amount of games. Um, but I would say I probably at least play four or five different games a week. Mm. Um, and you know that that might be one with one long story and then another three or four you know just dipping in and out as it were hmm. yeah that's true yeah so it it depends on what mood i'm in because sometimes you know what yourself sometimes you think 
I really can't be bothered with like Detroit tonight, so I'll um, play Pac-Man or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, funny you say. I mean, I didn't mention it anyway, but like just for fifteen minutes, I just put nine one one on operator. I know I saw you playing that because I was going to message you to say, "Do you want to play No Man's Sky and I'll help you?" And then I saw you playing that, and I thought, "Okay, I won't disturb you." Because <laughs> I was busy answering the phone. Someone was trying to chop the leg off. No, um, but no, I was just I was just chilling out for a bit because I was about to do something else. Yeah, excuse me, but. Uh, yeah, I can. I'm one that I could put an old game in from three years ago and start playing it if I'm in the mood. Yeah, so can I. So can I. Mm. So, okay. Shall we? Uh, do you want to do Mark's next question? Yeah. Sorry, I was miles away. Yeah. When was the last time you played a few hours of a game and then left it for months, only to then to go back and then have to start again because you've forgotten what you were doing or even what the controls are? I think it's one of the things. No Man's Sky. So this week. <laughs> No, I haven't. I haven't. I, I don't think of a game that I have at the moment. Actually, even though you could say that Final Fantasy Fifteen. I was going to say Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I think that comes under, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I actually, but, um, you won't believe this. Guess what game I booted up today? First time in about a couple of years. Halo. No, no, we've played Halo before. Then. We're, I'm the clue. Go on. We're not going to argue over it. Fallout, Fallout 4. Shit, okay. I lasted about two minutes and I thought, there's a reason why I hated this game. I switched it off. I just can't get on with that game. I don't know what it is. Hmm. But I just, I, I was starting to play it. I thought, I can't remember any of the controls. I couldn't even remember how to get into the menus or anything. So Yeah, it does take a little... Do you remember just bring up the pit or anything else like that? It might take you a couple of minutes to work that one out. Yeah. But. But no, I just no, not for me, not for me. So that that's it, done and dusted and deleted off my hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> you can't like every game. No, you can't. It's just one of those things. Mm. Okay, so we'll move on to Facebook then. So yeah, go on, then. Alan Cochran. I know you were a big sci-fi fan, so I was just wondering what your thoughts are, were on the movie Arrival. I really enjoyed it when I first watched it at the cinema, but after picking it up on Blu-ray, I found it a bit boring. I haven't seen this yet. Right. No, I have put it on my to-do list with Amazon Prime because it is there to watch. Uh, all I will say about this is, though, is that Denise Denise Villeneuve directed this, mm-hmm. who also directed Blade Runner 2049. So that's why it's sitting in my list to do. Yeah. Um, you got Jeremy Rayner in it. Yeah, who's who's a great actor for for the. Well, he's he's a bit of a quiet Marvel actor, isn't he? Really, he doesn't pop in all the time like the others. Yeah, um, Forrest Whitaker's in it as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I do need to see this movie. Is is it a bit of a slow burner though? I'm led to believe it is. is true? It is. Yeah, I I think you'll enjoy it. To be honest, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, but I know what he means. It's a slow movie like Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. It has won an Oscar, mind you. Yeah. For best um, sound editing. Mm-hmm. So. And didn't it also win another Oscar for the uh, best non-Blade Runner, really slow moving movie? <laughs> no, don't take the mick out of that. I'm sorry, you're, you're crossing a line here. <laughs> 
which you are getting very into trouble for. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, next question. Okay. <laughs> should, I, should I do Chris? Chris Pedersen says, what is your biggest gaming letdown? I can say that straight off the back. That's Mass Effect Andromeda. Okay. I would agree. <laughs> so, I should go back to it, really, but I haven't got the in, any inkling of trying. I keep looking at it and think, I want to finish it, but I just can't be bothered. I just, it's the Sudoku that killed it for me. That was the last straw. I could get past the bad dialogue and mm. the rubber, maybe the just, rubber face thing. Just, to get past the Sudoku, maybe just have them on tap on the phone. To have to yeah, do but then so it'd have to me through them. Yeah, but I'd still have to actually put them in. And that's what's mm. put, putting me off. And also all of that messing about driving about the planet as well. It took the worst aspect of yeah. Mass Effect the previous series and put it back in <laughs> so uh, you know i had a driver okay. been scanning the planet to be quite honest and driving around on it mm. so yeah so mass effect andromeda for both of us okay so oliver brooks if you could meet one person that you haven't already met at a convention who would you pick you first no i'm gonna let you go first i asked the question well you know mine and i'm gonna be meeting him in october and that's John Carpenter. Well, okay, but if it wasn't John Carpenter, then who would it be? Hmm. Hmm. Who would it be? I tell you, it would be a bit of a difficult one because he always fails to go to conventions. Oh, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he always fails to go to conventions in England. Yeah, he does. Yeah, because he's, he's cancelled out. He's too again. Yeah, he's too busy working on the Orville. That's what it is. Uh, to, you know. Personally, if I was the organisers of Destination Star Trek, I'd ban him because it's not on. It really isn't on. He's letting fans down all the time. And let's face it, he's got there on the back of fans. Mm. So, you know, because if people weren't invested in Star Trek, he wouldn't be getting invited to Star Trek conventions. Mm. So it annoys me, stuff like that. Well, it's funny because we've actually been quite close to quite a few sort of stars, haven't we? Even just going to the Star Trek destination. Yeah. I mean, we were in the vicinity of of some of the iconic 80s actors and actresses. Well, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Um, well, other than, uh, you know, William Shatner, George Takei, Walter Koenig. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, even because you didn't go to it, I was on my own at this, but when I was, um, I was about 15 feet away from Leonard Nimoy's son. Yeah. I was in quite early. I thought up, you right took a photograph of him. I did, yeah, I did, yeah. That was a bit of a, that was that was a quick off the spur moment one. Yeah. Um but Greg Guttenberg from Heroes. Mm. Cuz he was the co- he was the co- he was the uh, he was the the host of the um the talk. I mean Nicholas Meyer the director for Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, a couple of young ladies that you went you went to a different uh talk, didn't you? Yeah, you it was a Trekkie girls or whatever the call was it that you No, I went about the, the two girls from the shows. One that married Leonard Nimoy's son, actually. No, I I saw them. Yeah, you did. I yeah, did. and uh, the both the ones who played Dax, Jadzia yeah. Dax. Yeah. Yeah. You know Terry Farrell. But, but what about anything? Or Terry non- Nimoy now. <laughs> yeah, Terry Nimoy. That's a weird name. Isn't it? <laughs> so any 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 others that you could think relates elsewhere other than sort of this sort of genre. Are we gonna, are we going to say alive or dead? Oh, we've got to be alive because you want you know you'd like to. Okay, because I was going to say I would love to have met Stephen Hawking. Mm. Um, but who would I like? I th- 
sometimes I, I toy with the idea I'd like to meet Mark Hamill, but I, th- I just think that sometimes he comes across so, you know, he's got good humour, but sometimes when he talks about Star Wars now and uh, before he joined, you know, the, the Last Jedi or the, sorry, mm. the Force Awakens, he's had periods where he's been tremendously negative about his experience in it and then when he's working mm. for them it's all nice and rosy and then he yeah. gets very critical again and mm. i'm not really sure what's that about so i'm not sure whether or not i'd like to meet him or not do you know what i mean well i've just thought of one actually because obviously thinking about movies and directors and, and what have you and obviously from the horror genre can't just top my list but actually there's someone else that's a director i'd love to meet steven spielberg yeah i think that's a good choice or George Lucas. Yeah, I'd be mean, fascinated to just tell him your thoughts on the on the films they did. And yeah, do you know what I mean? That's how I look at it. You know, it's. Um... I think the thing is, though, is anything that we said to him about how that those films made us feel, it'll be important to us. But he'll have heard it from a million other people. Yeah, you know, and that's a sad thing because everybody will be telling him their story, and it'll probably be very similar most of the time. Hmm. Um, well, then they, I'm sure they still appreciate it, though. Yeah, I'm sure that they do. I'm sure that they do, but, you know, it must get a bit grindy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, me, Craig Cole. Yes. Pool or beach? Quickly. Pool. Beach. Last question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and it, I like this one, actually. So, Paul Wilson asks... With J.J. Abrams having past experience at the helm of Star Trek and Star Wars movies, would it be a good idea to uh, cross over movie with Kirk coming across the Empire in a galaxy far, far away and doing battle until the bitter end? In my opinion, if any director could pull that off, it would be J.J. So across Star Trek, Star Wars movie. Good idea or bad idea? That's too close for comfort. It's not for me. There's a very clear answer for me. Was that a yes? It's a God no. <laughs> I tell you what, I mean, I like how I like Star Trek. Um, and all right, Star Wars, okay, but it's it's a different universe in a different, in a different way. And yeah. even though there was a, which comic did it? They did a, was it a Star Trek? Um, crossover with Doctor Who yes that was terrible didn't they yeah that was terrible that was a bad idea they've also done a Star Trek crossover with the X-Men again a very very terrible idea it's not yeah. it's not a good idea to mix fra- mix franchises in that way I tell you one that actually worked in a way um, completely off the genre but we had the movie um Jason, you know, Friday the 13th slash Nightmare on Elm Street, we had Jason Voorhees versus Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And that worked well. Yeah, that worked well. And you also had Alien versus Predator. That didn't work well, but it worked. Mm. But, yeah. But God, no, it, it's. Yeah, you're trying to combine petrol and diesel and make a solar powered car. It <laughs> doesn't work. It doesn't work in any way, shape, or form. The, the references to technology are completely different. Not Nothing nothing works because it's like, you know, the Empire uses lasers. Well, 
it was established well early on that the uh, Enterprise is completely resistant to, you know, its basic, you know, its basic armor is um, resistant to lasers. Mm. You know, on the, mm. that was established in the next generation. So, effectively speaking, the Death Star laser that blew up a planet, the Enterprise could just park in front of it and just stop it. Mm. You know, it just it, the the two genres are two franchises that should never ever be mixed. Just like Doctor Who shouldn't have been mixed with Star Trek, and neither should X Men. They they're just mm. not appropriate at all. You know, no, it, true. You know, it's. I can't think of a, a worse combination. Even though I love both of them, absolutely. I just, I wouldn't add them together. Yeah, okay. Well, that's it then. That's We're it. Done. We're done. So, do you want to do the pleasantries and Yeah, it? so Twitter at Steve007, PSNID, the real Steve007, Xbox Steve007, and my little YouTube channel, which is getting off the ground, the Steve007. There you go. So have you got a hunt you've, Managed to rename it now. It's just it, that that name's always been there. Actually, funny enough, I thought you had to have a hundred subscribers. No, no, uh, I've only got twelve. Bless it, hey. Mm. <laughs> but uh, I think because I've had it, I had small videos which have now deleted, but I've like the views on it is over a thousand. I think what we should do is just do a playlist of your videos on the uh, Pop Culture Gamers YouTube channel, which we do need to actually get more people subscribing. So please just type in Pop Culture Gamers and come along and subscribe uh, to us, and I'll do links to uh, some of the videos mm. that I've done uh, as playlists yeah. in there as well. I mean, my latest one I've, I did my I've done one for the uh, Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. So I've got that. I've got that's on there, both sides of that uh, single. So yeah. Anyway, well, do you want to do your contact? Yep. Yeah, so my YouTube is Hayden Reese Jones. A very original title there, as you can tell. Uh, but YouTube wouldn't let me name it anything else. Um, my Twitter is, well, Twitter, PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, and everything else is HERJUK. And you can also email me at HERJUK at popculturegamers.co.uk. We have a Facebook group, which you're more than welcome to come along and join. Just answer the couple of security questions so that we know that you're not a robot uh, trying to get in. Um, unless, of course, you are a replicant, in which case then we'll just send a blade run around. Um, mm, <laughs> so, me. Yeah. So the inquiries, any inquiries that you've got, you can e- email podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk and our website is popculturegamers.podbean.com and that's it for another show so that's show number 17 and it's a wrap and with that it's a good night from me and good night from him good night good night you are about to witness history in the making 